Buckle up, everyone, and welcome to Carpool Rugby League, a show where three rugby league tragics talk everything rugby league on your way to or from work. I'm Graham. And I'm the chameleon. Welcome aboard and on with the show. Yes, it's Wednesday. You know what that means. We've got another episode of Carpool Rugby League coming your way. We thank you for riding shotgun with us this week as we look forward to round 23 of the Telstra Premiership. Um, we are well and truly now on the run home. Uh, 27 regular season rounds, then into the finals. It's really heating up now and there's plenty to talk about this week, isn't there, Griffo? That is true, as is always the case. <laughs> I don't think there's right. ever been a time where we haven't had much to talk about. <laughs> no, there's more. There's more going on than an uh, than an, than a series of uh, home and away here. It's like its own little soap opera. Um, we've got plenty of movement. I think the first thing I actually want to talk about was just quickly what's going on in the NRL. Um, you, you know, coming out of last round because I said to you just briefly off air, we've got a lot of movement on the ladder. Um, it's, it's really starting to get congested now. Um, if, if we're playing snakes and ladders, unfortunately for the eels, they more resemble a snake than a ladder, um, and they have slid down. Uh, I think they went f- all the way down to 11th coming out of last round. They were probably the biggest movers on the table, and that just really shows... Um, yeah, we said it could happen last week. It was sort of the worst-case scenario for them, and that's what's played out. So we're starting to see, I suppose, Griffo, for teams like the Eels in particular, um, a real challenge now as they head towards trying to make the finals. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, like you said, uh, it has been very much a game of snakes and lighters. Um, Para took, took them to round five to get their first win. Um, and they did then uh, move their way slowly but surely up the ladder, uh, got on a bit of a roll, and they they, uh, they made their way into the eight, which I was always confident they would. Um, unfortunately, what's happened is that they've had some losses against teams probably they're expected to beat. Partially, that's been due to uh, suspensions and injuries. Yeah. But uh, at the end of the day... Um, they're 10 wins, 10 losses. They're, they're not out of the hunt, but it's going to be tough based on the fact that they've still got some players missing and uh, they've got a you know a few teams uh, that they're probably not expected to beat. Um, if they lose this week, their season's over, basically. Mm, because uh, they do have a... They have a... A bit of a funny run. It is. T- they do have a bite in the last round, and I've often said that I feel like Parramatta fans. Um, there, there's going to be so many important games that weekend that they're not even playing. I think Parramatta's going to be watching round twenty-seven, just hoping results go their way. Uh, but before that, um, you know, they've got the Dragons this week, which is probably the, um, if you want, to, for want of a better term, the easiest of their games. They're still going to play the Broncos, Roosters, and then Panthers. Uh, really tough run for them, especially considering um, 
the fashion in which they went down last week. Not only did they go down to the Storm, they were convincingly beaten 46-16. So I think when they've still got to play the likes of the Broncos and Panthers, um, the reality of the situation is they'll have to win at least one of those games to be a chance, which is going to be a very tough ask for them indeed. Um, the other team, I suppose, that people are starting to get the wobbles with, they went down as well last week to a Red Hot Panther side. That's the Sharks. So very interesting to see these two teams that have been touted as top eight contenders come up against real top eight competition and both of them effectively got beaten by um, you know, 30 points, give or take two. Penrith downing the Sharks 28-0. That was, that was quite a statement from the Panthers. But also, too, um, I, I want to get your insights while we're just looking at teams that, that are on the edge of the eight there. I want to get your thoughts on what insight that gives uh, to, to the Sharks and their possibility of making the eight. Well, I didn't think they'd make the eight before last round, and I still don't think they'd make the eight. <laughs> well, you definitely won't <laughs> think so now. <laughs> um, no, again, look, you know, I've been quite uh, vocal about what I think about the Sharks. Uh, and and the reality is, their record against the good sides is very poor. Uh, their record against the poor sides is, I guess, very good. Um, hence, they're still ten wins, nine losses. But the problem is that most of their games in between now and and the end of uh, round twenty seven are against uh, pretty good sides, mm. and, and they're the teams they struggle with. Um, Starting this week with the Rabbitohs, uh, there's a fair chance, you know, they're going to drop out of the eight um, after this round. Mm, and then However, they... saying that, like, if they beat the Rabbitohs, the, the, the sun shines <laughs> just a little more brightly. Um, and the pressure's back on South then. Exactly. Because they're both I mean, on the... 26. That's right, and that just shows how close it is because the Sharks win, the Cowboys win, you know, even if the you've got uh, the Knights and the Seagulls there and thereabouts, these teams have wins. All of a sudden, you know, we could see South Sydney dropping down, you know, very likely down to 10th position, possibly. Like, it just shows how close it is in that mix there. Uh, you mentioned the Sharks and their run. They've got the Titans... Um, after they play South this week, obviously. Uh, but then, yeah, tough run into the um, into the final, should they make it, coming up against the Cowboys, the Knights and the Raiders. I mean, the oh. Knights in form there. So, you know, oh. in that game in Newcastle, that's they've got to go up to Townsville. Even this week, I know South Sydney have to travel as well, but um, the game being in Perth, not sure how that would affect them. Um, so, yeah, tough run. I, I, I think that the Sharks... Uh, if they do make the top eight, they will well and truly deserve well, it because absolutely. they've got a really, really tough run. The, 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 I guess it depends how you, how you view things, but um, the reality is their destiny is in their own hands. Mm. Uh, unlike maybe some of the sides that are a little bit further down the ladder, um, the Sharks, you could say, coming up against teams like the Knights, the Raiders, Cowboys, uh, I think you mentioned, all of those teams are thereabouts. 
they're the teams they're competing with for spots in the bottom half of the eight. They actually beat those teams. Um, they, they, uh, you know, even they might not have to win all their games. Um, obviously, it's going to be a tough one against the Rabbitohs this week. It'd be a bonus for them if they could beat them. But I think their more realistic chances are against teams like the Raiders and the Knights, who are, you know, yeah, good sides, but not what you'd consider to be, you know, premiership contenders, I guess. Um, so the Sharks could lose this game against South, and uh, and they're still in a position because they're playing those other teams that they're vying for those uh, spots yeah. that they, they could knock them out. Like if they're good enough, if they're good enough. Yeah. And that's, and that's a situation where, um, you know, they, they, they could be taking points off others and, and so on and so forth. They'll, they'll definitely um, deserve it if they get there because they'll yeah. have to, um, they'll have to work really hard against some good quality teams and they'll have to silence the critics like us who feel mm. as though, they struggle against teams that are in the eight and the record's showing it. So this week's an opportunity for them to bounce back. Um, and as I said, you know, South Sydney, uh, there's a lot of talk now about them, you know, pushing through now that they're sitting in sixth. Uh, week's a long time in football. We've always been pretty confident that they have the, the talent to get there and make the top eight. Um, my, my question is more around... It's not really a question directed at South Sydney because I think a lot... I feel that the top four's gone for them. Currently, we have the Panthers, Broncos, Warriors, Storm. Uh, I, I know there is a possibility that that may not be the top four, but in your opinion, would you be confident at this stage looking at how these teams are in form and given the Warriors run, so on and so forth, that um, yeah. uh, the top four is pretty much um, set? Well... I'm going to say Panthers make top four. I'm going to say Broncos make the top four. They've basically they've only got to win one more game. Mm. Um, I do believe they'll do that and probably win more than one game. Broncos, for example, they've got to buy anyway, so um, they're they'll be in the top four. Uh, the Warriors, I know I haven't got in front of me, but we discussed their draw previously. Yeah. They come up against a lot of the bottom sides. Yeah. Um, I think Titans, they're, Tigers, yeah. sorry to cut you off there, but yeah, Titans, right. Tigers, Manly, St. George, and finish with the Dolphins. All right, so They'll realistically, they, all, they could win all five. I, I don't know that they will win all five. They're not that consistent. Um, but you know, if they win three, um, they'll probably That's, make the top four. They've got a that, decent yeah. uh, differential. Um but I, I do believe they'll uh, they'll win probably four or f- five of those games. They could potentially win them all. Unlikely they're going to lose too many. Storm, um, I think they've got a bit of a tougher draw. Obviously, they play Penrith this week. But mm. um, you just think Pen uh, um, the Storm, irrespective of who they come up against, uh, you always give them a chance of winning. So uh, I think they'll be there. The Raiders... Um, yeah, they've uh, sort of hit a bit of a stumbling block. Um, even though, you know, a few weeks ago, we, I, th- I do believe they'll make the eight, but uh, I don't. Top four. Yeah, I, I don't think they make the top four. 
it's it's in you know it's not inconceivable that they could go down to the Tigers. Um, you just don't know the Canberra Raiders. Uh, and a very poor for and against. Very odd to see yeah, a team in fifth yeah. this time of the season with minus seventy eight. Yeah, well, don't want to bore the listeners, but uh, biggest win of the year, ten points. Mm. Um, and they've had some absolutely. Uh, they've they've been hammered in some of those losses. So um, they're doing well to be in the eight, to, to be fair. I th- you know, I, I wouldn't have thought they were going to be in the eight this year, um, but they're there. And, and I do, you know, I do expect they'll stay there because they've got to, well, uh, they're only two points ahead of a number of teams, but I do believe they'll win enough games. Uh, I do expect they'll beat the Tigers. Um and they probably then only need to win another game after that to, to lock in a, a spot. Although, as you say, they've got that poor for and against. But mm. um, the, the team that, you know, obviously a big surprise last week to see the Cowboys go down to the Titans. Yes. I was, uh, I was watching it uh, via uh, the mini, I think, from memory. Sort of uh, wanting the Titans to win and after the game, and I thought, oh, I looked, I actually had the Cowboys as my uh, joke. Imagine, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, I mean, it is what it is. Um, but that was a surprise. Uh, all right. You're belting us anyway. We need to catch up. Oh, uh, well, it, you know, I, I've certainly left, uh, just uh, left the door slightly ajar, but um, it's a massive game for them against the Broncos. Um Mm. Yeah, they Goodness. yeah at home, but we'll we'll talk about that later. But that's huge. Yeah. Uh, if, they can, if they can beat that's the Broncos uh, again, they are a side that has a buy up their sleeve. Um, they probably need uh, two more wins plus the buy um, to make the eight. Um, they have been a form team till last week. If they get beat again this week. Then uh, it, it's starting to look uh, somewhat shaky. Those wheels on the wagon uh, starting to, uh, you know, some of the nuts just got slightly uh, unscrewed last week on the Cowboys <laughs> wagon. But uh, anyway, we'll see. And New the other form, form, form team, team is Newcastle. That's what yeah. I was going to say. They're the form team. Um, when you have a look at, you know, that team that's turned their season around. Um, since that game against Penrith, they only went down eight points to Penrith there. But they had that massive win. It's like that huge win against the Bulldogs. Flicked a switch for them. They belted them. Yeah. They come off the bye. They've had wins against the Tigers, Storm, Raiders. And now they head into games against the Dolphins. And then again, the Bulldogs. They've got South, the Sharks, right. the Dragons in there. Wow. So considering they've got Winnable game... games against most of them, obviously, Rabbit yeah. is the one tough game that yeah, game being in Newcastle I'm thinking that they're a, you know that they're a very hot chance with the way they're playing mm. and I think Manly fans will start to you know talk a little bit about the possibility if they get up over the Roosters this week you know they've still got um, the Panthers and Warriors which are a couple of tough games they finish off with the Bulldogs and Tigers Manly fans will be looking at this saying, you know, well, we've got 
they'll, they'll argue that they'll win three of those games, which is six mm. points, which will put them on 31. So for the Knights and Seagulls, uh, that odd point could become very interesting, especially for Manly, um, considering they've got the minus four and against. It really doesn't mean anything unless it does if, yeah. Newcastle's the other team. Yeah. So it'll be very interesting. It's, it's, so considering... it's almost 100 points difference there, Graham, in differential. Yep. That's a lot of points to make up. It is. Oh. So I, especially when you look at the way the Knights are playing, who they play, yeah. they would want... So I think not only other teams, but I think if you have a little battle off to the side there, I don't think Manly fans would be wanting the Knights to be winning games because no. uh, that odd point's going to cancel itself out when they had that draw way back early on in the season. So there's, there's so many stories still to be played out here. I think, um, obviously, Titans, Dolphins, Roosters, Bulldogs, Dragons, Tigers, they're, um, they're out. They... they they're, they're done. Um, I know Dolphin season, uh, I didn't think they were going to make the eight, but losing to the Bulldogs last week, that's uh, that's it. Yeah. They could have been on 24. Yeah. Uh, could have, should have, but uh, that don't count. Um, yeah, that would have just kept them in, in touch, even with the poor for yeah. and against. But, um, yeah, I didn't see that, that coming. Uh, that was a disappointing performance from them. Um, so yeah, you know, and obviously the major disappointment, the Roosters, it'll be a, I have to have a look when the, you know, it's been a, been a while since the, the Roosters haven't made the top eight. So oh, they had that year where they were second last the year, I think was the year before they won the two premierships in a row. Yep. Um, I don't know if it was the year before, but it was very close before if it wasn't the year before. So they did have that one big dip, um, in the Trent Robinson era. But apart from that, they've, they've actually been quite a consistent uh, force. Mm. Um, yeah. They, um, they had a bad year last year, uh, but really bad with injuries. And yeah, then, I think uh, they still finished. They made sixth. the eight and then they got pumped by South in... Uh, in Simbin Sunday. Day. Yeah, Simbin Sunday. <laughs> um I think maybe you two sang a song about that game. Yeah, Sunday, bloody Sunday. Bloody Sunday. Yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just it's just amazing because this is one of those competitions, and we, we're, we're guilty of it too earlier on in the season, you know, looking at going, oh, there's only about nine teams that have a chance and, you know, this and that and the other, and it's really opened up to the point where, you know, I'm, I've got 11 teams here that I'm – I'm still saying are in with a shot, so um, yeah. and I, I actually feel as though, you know, not that I've crunched the, the numbers too hard, but I, I think it's going to be very difficult for the Sharks and Eels, and I had just a sneaking feeling that the Knights might be one of those sides just to, to slip in the eight, uh, along yeah. with, with South Sydney there towards the bottom half of the eight, and but you never know. Every week we sort of, you know, you feel as That's though right. there's some we'll dead certain next teams. Week and we'll be, uh, <laughs> we'll be talking about so... someone else. Oh, sorry, we're, we're yeah. removing that line we put in last week of that team. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, good. It's good, then... you know, that, that we have this situation where there's interest in uh, in most games. Most games have a bearing on on the top eight, and that's that's what you want. Definitely. Definitely. Um, also, 
I suppose coming out of last week, uh, talking about the round, it would probably be a great time for us to to find out what you um, what grabbed your eye last week for Griffo's grab. Griffo's grab. What have you got for us this week, mate? All right. Well, I will confess that I didn't watch that many games in in their entirety. I'd, Lots of things been going on, but um, I tried to see as many as I could, um, at least with the KO Mini, um, and I discovered uh, that the NRLW, while they don't seem to have them in the KO Mini, you can get them on Gem. Uh, so uh, you get them Gem Mini. They they do it like an eight minute highlight reel. Uh, that's of, through the. Uh, Channel Nine app is it? Yeah, yeah. From okay. Nine Now, I think yep. they call it. Um, good tip. Yeah, so uh, that was good. I, I, I picked out uh, uh, my uh, my grab um, from one of those uh, games. Uh, Saint George Illawarra uh, recorded their first win for the season um, with a side that looks literally completely different. Uh, I know they've got one player that was there last year, Tegan Berry, the fullback, who was a winger previously. She did some good work. Um, they might have one or two others, but that's it. Uh, but what they did do was buy the reigning Dallium Player of the Year in Racine McGregor. Uh, now, mm. she caught my eye last week. Um, she didn't look, I thought, in peak physical condition. Um but I tell you what, uh, she's in peak form. Uh, she, her kicking game, was amazing. Um, she put two kicks up for the right winger, right on the spot. Right winger just had to catch it and put the ball down. Did it twice in the first half. It was almost like a, you were watching a replay. Um, and then in the second half, she put a little grubber in near the posts, and uh, again, uh, they scored a try from that. So I just thought there was just uh, she's a very very skillful player, very uh, very smart player. Um, I said, you know, she didn't look to be in peak physical condition, um, but uh, it's it's what's going on between the ears and. Um, uh, she's uh, she's quite amazing that the skill and the talent that she has, and um, and she got a team home with that skill. Um, just pinpoint kicks. Uh, I thought it was amazing. Uh, special mention, but uh, not winning the uh, the award this week, uh, and it is an award only in name. Um, there's no. Uh, there's no prize money. There's no trophy. There's no ashes to burn or anything. Um, but Nathan Cleary was uh, yeah. phenomenal. His I, kicking thought, game. I, I didn't mention him at the start because I thought he might get the grab with his, yeah, especially his kicking game. I know you got to talk yeah. about the, the 40-20s and, yeah, anyway. Yeah, he kicked the Sharks to death, basically. Penrith didn't make that many line breaks. They didn't score too many tries, and a number of them they did score were from kicks. Um might have been a couple from Cleary or maybe one Cleary, one Luai. Um, but, 
yeah, he just controlled that game. It, it's one of those games where you just sat there and your heart rate sort of didn't move like the whole game because you just knew you're yeah. going to win. Um, it's just in control. Yeah, and they didn't score like that many points. 28 is not a huge number. We, you know, we're used to we've been seeing teams win by 50, 60, 70. Um, it was nothing like that. They just, uh, you know, they don't go to the to the top gears in most games. Um, really put the foot down. Um, they just strangle the opposition, and um, and that's how it was. Uh, they played, I guess, I don't know what the stats were, but I'd say seventy five percent of the game must have been in the Sharks' half, and a fair whack of it in the. Uh, in the twenty meter zone for the Sharks, and to their credit, they actually defended pretty well because Penrith didn't score that many tries, as I said. But it was just a matter of they just could not get out of it. Um, they they did actually well, no, they didn't score any tries. They they threatened once or twice, but um, one of my mates was saying he wasn't real happy with the twenty eight. Um, this was before the end of the game. And I said, well, yeah, probably could have scored more, but I think pretty happy with a zero. And uh, like, you, whenever you keep a team to zero, you know you've done something well. So um, that's that's the way Penrith play. Um, there is no question that they have the best defense in the NRL. Uh, the stats show that the next closest team is is like a hundred and you know, hundred and ten. Um, behind on the defense, their their attacks not as good as some teams. They're not as flashy as as your South Sydney or your Brisbane Broncos. Um, but uh, they get the job done. Um, they they're quite heavy favorites to win the comp. Mm. For what it's worth, yeah. Um, they should be, but um, I don't think. I don't think it's a fait accompli. I think last year, probably most of the pundits sort of had them pretty much penned in at this by this time of the year. Oh, yeah, the Penrith's going to win. Um, I don't think they're quite at that stage. I mean, they look like premiers, uh, but I, I do really think there are some teams, in particular, I'll name the Broncos and the Rabbitohs, who can threaten them because they are so potent in attack. Um, I think between those three teams, we have two teams that will make the grand final. Um, mm. That's my thoughts, uh, unless injuries or suspensions hit key players. I, I don't think the other teams can match those three and uh, find their way into October football. What do you think, Graham? I think that Penrith's the team to beat. They're going to be very hard to beat. And the other team who I think... Well, I, I think that Penrith's the best team by a long way. I think Brisbane's the second best team. And I think Brisbane's playing some really good football. I think that they're probably the danger team. I know people talk about sides like the Warriors and, and the Storm. I'd more so think the, the Storm. I feel like the Warriors, when it comes to putting 
I, I, they're not the type of team I'd like to see have to grind out a win. Um, I don't know if they could do that a few weeks ago in the finals, but you know they've done a lot of things that I wouldn't expect so far. So yeah, that's far, true. Um, I'm thinking um, Penrith deserve to be heavy favourites. Brisbane are the next best team. And the Storm just have that talent to to, to beat anyone. But, you know, the Storm's been a little they bit do. inconsistent. I That's really, the thing. That's yeah. the thing. Can they do it three, four weeks in a row? Yeah, and South League too... That's my question. Yeah, and South League too many points. South just leaked too many points. I think that when it comes to finals, um, if they think they're going to rock into a finals game and, you know, leak 20 or 30 points, then... They're going to have a rude awakening, but yeah, I, I think the the I think someone said the other day I like how they think, and you can tell it's something that's not coincidence and it's planned. I think it might have been on the post game. They said to um, Ivan Cleary, they said, "Oh, you're you're peaking at the right time," and he said, "I hope not." He says, "Because we're not planning to peak for another you know another few weeks yet." You know, yeah. as if to say we're we're building to finals and yeah. we want to play our best footy then, not now. Well, and that's I, that's a good point. They no. weren't at their best last week. As I said, they, no. they strangled the Sharks, but they didn't put them to the sword. Like, on the score, 28-0, you take it every week. But like I said, we've we've seen, you know, scores 40s, 50s, 60s, and even a, a Cowboys got into the 70s one week. Um, Penrith, they have had some huge wins, um, but... Uh, yeah, I, I, I think they, they don't actually want to show their hand too much at this time of the year. They just want to get yeah. the job done. Yeah. And uh, they're all working. I mean, I think that the perfect um, example of that, Graham, of what you're talking about was the first half of last year's grand final, where they did produce their absolute best and yeah. the game was over. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was one of the that best was, of they, that by was a the team ever. perfect time Half to peak footy, yeah. and produce your best football yeah. in the grand final. Um, the thing is, they know how to win. They know what to do. Like they made the grand final against the Storm, and they'd had this record-breaking run of like seventeen or eighteen wins during That's that. Right. Yeah, and they they really played poorly in the first half, and uh, it was game over. Um, yeah, they needed that extra level, and they learnt from that. Yeah, they and... learnt. That's that's the thing. They learnt, this... and um, they're going to be tough to beat with that knowledge. They know how to get the job done. Yeah, and 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 taking everything we've seen so far, and where all the teams are at, um, you'd you'd have to say at this stage, with the information we're given, and from what we know, the most likely outcome at this stage is a, another Panthers premiership win. But another honourable mention, I think, coming out of that game, and I know some people might say, well, you know, if his team actually had the ball, he wouldn't have had to have done this. But Cameron McInnes, um, he now holds the record for the most tackles in a game. Uh, there's been a few different numbers thrown around this week. At one stage, I saw 84. Another said 80, uh, said 78. I'm going off the NRL website here, their official stats. Well, that's the, the official game. one. They've got him at 81. 81. 81 tackles in a game. Um, regardless of what you think, you know, I know some people tongue-in-cheek say, yeah, well, you know, if his team could 
could, uh, you know, hold on to the ball and attack and so on and so forth. He wouldn't have had to have. But I think that also indicates as well there were aspects of that game where the Sharks' defence was good and they held out um, the Panthers. But just on an individual level, that that is absolutely bonkers. I mean, we... We talk about some weeks players making um, you know forty or fifty tackles and it being a phenomenal effort, but eighty one that's just that's next level. That's... Beat the clock, Graham. He's making that shot. That's more than a tackle a minute. Yeah, <laughs> that's phenomenal. Yeah, I, I think that's yeah that that's one of the, and he's just one of those players too, isn't he? Um, he's not flashy. I had to laugh. They were because I was watching the telecast at home. And they were counting his tackles as he went along, and they go, "Oh, there's another one, there's another one." Yeah, they knew the record was approaching, and he was close. Yeah. And then they showed a shot of him, and he's got the head taped up. He's, you know, we know Kevin McInnes from years gone by. He's lost teeth. He's, yeah. he's almost like the, they said, "Gee, he looks fucking. He looks like a bloke that's made eighty odd tackles." But he's just that. Yeah. What I'm trying to get at, he's that hardworking, um, old school football player. There's nothing flash about You've got him. To admire. You've got to admire him. He's got a heart oh, bigger God, than anyone a, in the game. He works. He works. Oh. He works. Yeah. He but in saying that, worker. he was on the you know he was on a team that scored zero points. True. Um, I mean, individually, you, you can be proud, and he should be proud. I'm sure his teammates are proud. His fans would be proud. Um, but I bet he'd swap it for two points. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely, for sure. And, you know, and, you know, it, it also, I suppose, um, you know, it says that, you know, maybe, you know, he's he, he, he could have been partially the difference between this being a 50 nil win. Oh, you're um, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the other thing that people forget talking about this game as well, um, they play, Par- sorry, Parramatta, Penrith played a man down for 10 minutes. I think they actually scored. I think the Martin try was while oh, Peachy was in the bin. So that's true. Yeah, they're they're the type of team too that I I I I, I think Penrith have more so than other years. I reckon this resilience where if they've got a player off, it doesn't matter. They cover it. If they've got a player injured, doesn't matter. Someone will come in and and, and cover it. There's just the systems there. It's all it's all lining up for a three peat. Um, but who knows? You know, it's usually those years but when look, they've, you're they've expecting lost, it most. Like, that... They've lost a number of games this year. They haven't lost one for a little while, but um, yeah, well, they've lost five. five premiership games. And then, of course, they they lost the World Club Challenge uh, a couple of weeks before the comp started. Um, yeah, I remember when they losses. lost the World Club Challenge and then to Brisbane and the sky was falling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the two two games in a row it was just I, I got saturated both times, um, and and we went down by a field goal. Um, in saying that, we didn't play that well. Um, they were a bit scratchy. They were missing uh, some guys, but um, they still yeah. It was a surprise both weeks that they lost, but uh, in in going down to the Broncos by one. Um, I didn't think that was a reflection of, of the way the game went. The Broncos were quite a, a deal better than a, a one-point winner on that night. Um, but, yeah, their worst loss, four points. Worst loss. Uh, and, and in the NRL, I think their total 
points that they've lost by is it's probably only a fraction over 10 um if if that so yeah. consistency is is uh, key for Penrith you know what you're going to get um the thing with South and the Broncos is at their best they are very much capable of winning the comp it's uh, the, the consistency level's not quite there. Although Broncos have, have certainly improved in that area and they've improved their defense, I think yeah, they're, they're a big, they're big threat. Massive, yeah. massive threat. And and like we said with the Panthers, you know, you talk about round one all you want, they're, they're, they're peaking at the finals we talked about before. Yeah. And also, too, how many of those games, I think they lost, what, went down one point to Brisbane, who now we're talking about being premiership contenders. There was that South game that they really shouldn't have lost. Uh, South yeah. scored a couple of quick tries at the end to to win it. Um, the game was... Scotty uh, Drinkwater won with a solo try in uh, the, extra the Cowboys. time. That's right. Yeah, that was dumb. Is that Origin, origin win? South. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you, you, you look at it. They it went down to the Tigers by four. Yeah. Tigers probably deserved to win by more. Again, that was a a rain-sodden game in, in Bathurst. They weren't real good early in the year in the rain. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm expecting them to be the, the minor premiers. Um, that's probably the other uh, main thing to talk about there is, yeah, maybe the minor premiership. Um, yeah, I, I can't... Uh, the Brisbane's probably the only other team... That may yeah, may really get there. Um, Penrith would have to slip up. I know Brisbane's still got a buy that would help them along there, but um, I think there's that always that yeah. question mark in the last round. If if Panthers are solid in the top two, they'll they'll rest mm. their players against the Cowboys. So yeah, they and do, also lose that game. And there's also that big game this week against um, yeah. Melbourne, which I'm oh. not. I, I'm I'm not. Um, ruling out the possibility of a storm win there. Um, oh, absolutely. Win Tipping the Panthers, but obviously it's going to be a, a real tight one uh, there. Uh, before we get into this week, as we have been doing the last couple of weeks, we've talked a little bit about some of the signing news. Um, not a massive amount of news this week. We covered a lot of it last week. A lot of things this week are just official um, signings that were heavily... Um, rumoured last week and were basically said to be happening. You know, I mean, last week we talked about the Bulldogs adding to their stocks. Uh, you know, it's official that Blake Taft's going there. We, we, we know officially Jamin Simmons going over to the Bulldogs as well. Uh, so, Jamin Salmon there, another player that the Panthers um, having to let go as a result of, you know, obviously the, the salary cap squeeze and, and them trying to, to manage the the balance of superstars and and um, some of those other players who have done a really good job coming in and um, and playing in the side this year, especially when some players are out. Um, the other player who's uh, who's leaving, go back to Newcastle, is Cogger. He's been really good for the Panthers this year, um, and I I think um, you were saying to me off air, Griffo, that he may have had an option to stay at Penrith. Did but yeah, they did he, have an offer for him for a couple of years. Can't blame him for going to another no. club. He's heading over to Newcastle, and given the connection he's had there, he's got a three-year contract. 
um, and the form he's shown, uh, it's, it's a really good signing for him and to play some regular first-grade football because realistically, um, yeah, you stay at Penrith, you're, you're behind Nathan Cleary and you may well be playing three games a year during Origin and you know if he's injured. So I, I think that's a good move for Cogger and well-deserved because he's been really good for the Panthers this year. Yeah, he's been he's been excellent. Um, they didn't lose too many games when he was halfback. Um, we lost the Cowboys game. Um, it wasn't his fault. He had a good game, uh, but he's been excellent. Um, he's a much much better player now than uh, when he was at the Bulldogs and previously at the Knights, and. Uh, yeah, I, I think he, he will uh, certainly threaten the uh, position of Jackson Hastings. Hmm. Um, they've got Hastings currently. And, and he'll, we've got Tyson Gamble playing six, so I don't know uh, I don't know uh, whether Coach O'Brien would envisage a, a Hastings-Cogger combination. Um, obviously, the days of Kalen Ponga playing six are done and dusted. So, um, yeah, there there could potentially be a a spot for him there. Uh, If he plays like he has been, he'd definitely be in in that side. Yeah, no. Good good move. And also, I suppose, for for the Penrith Panthers, we mentioned how good they've been throughout the year. A lot of that... Yeah, there was a lot of that, actually, when you really think about it, where Nathan Cleary wasn't playing and... um, Cogger came in and uh, didn't skip a beat. So um, they didn't. So yeah, a lot of credit to him, and I think that if that's um, yeah, what to go off? That's that that's one of the greatest auditions you could have, isn't it? Filling in for Nathan Cleary and keeping the team on track. So um, yeah, yeah, no, great news for him. Um, yeah, so that's a, it's also not a bad pickup for Newcastle. Really, a team that's on the Gross. rise, and they've got a lot of young players yeah. there. He's only twenty five, I think, for a halfback. That's a really good. Like, you know, yeah. for, for a half he's almost same hitting age his prime, as, you know? Same age as Nathan Cleary. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I did see a bit of Chuck Cogger as a as a junior. Um, he was, I think, from Tookley. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. And uh, he played against uh, Scotty Drinkwater. Um, they were opposing <laughs> halves. Um, two pretty handy players there who've gone on yeah. and uh, forged a, a career out of rugby yeah. league. No surprise. Uh, Penrith no. have made apparently a few other uh, sign-ins. Um, Cruz Luke, uh, son of Isaac Luke, I believe. Ah, okay. um, I don't know what position he plays, uh, but apparently Isaac Luke's got a few sons who are pretty handy uh, footballers. Um, one of them... Uh, uh, signed with another club. I'm not quite sure off the top of my head who it is, but um, Isaac Luke, not that long out of the NRL, um, and uh, and his son's coming through. So um, that'll be interesting. And the other mm-hmm. son of a former player uh, who's currently with the Cowboys, Riley Price, uh, I think he's debuted in first grade. Hasn't played too much, but I believe he has signed with the Panthers as well. So they're trying to bolster uh, their their stocks because they've lost a lot of young players. Um, And I read another player who's been 
very good. Uh, Luke Hansen, who I think is a halfback, has signed elsewhere. Um, he might be in the SG ball halfback. Um, he might have played a bit of flag already, but uh, apparently he's a quite a good player, a local junior who was going, I'm not sure where, um, but uh, he's going somewhere other than the Panthers. Um, just, Graham, did you watch the under-19s origin? Um, yeah, the, the men's, yeah, the, yeah, I actually saw, I'll be honest with you, bits and pieces, so, oh, okay. yes, I did. But, well, there yeah, was some, some guys I hadn't seen play before who were very, very talented. Mm. Uh, one of them is a halfback, he uh, played halfback for New South Wales. I think his name's Ethan Sanders. Um, he was uh, halfback for the Eels, SG Ball. I think they may have won the comp. He is a very, very good uh, player. Mm. Massive kicking game. Um, and he signed with the Raiders. Uh, there was oh. talk he was going to sign with Penrith, but he's going down to the Raiders. And I'm sure within the next couple of years, you'll see him playing in the number seven. Yeah. Uh, had another guy in the centres who I think may have been man of the match, Ethan Strange. Oh, Ethan Strange, yeah. Um, I think he's the uh, the son of the Roosters NRLW coach. Um, okay. He was outstanding in the centres. So while, you know, things may be... Uh, well, the Raiders are in the top eight, um, but I think there's better days ahead for the Green Machine with uh, some of the guys that uh, are... Um, on their books uh so yeah that'll be it's it's really good i i like watching that game because you do see the the, the next generation of of talent and uh there's always plenty on show um but to ethan sanders uh he looks very much the goods um and he's with going to be with them so i guess he saw at Parramatta with the long-term signing of of uh, of Mitch Moses and Dylan Brown probably thought, well, I ain't going to play first grade for some years. Um, and uh, certainly there's much more of an opportunity uh, to play in the number seven at the Raiders than uh, what you'd expect at the Eels in the near future. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, like as you said, Ethan Strange, people will remember him from that... Um, game the other week uh he got across for i think three tries uh ethan sanders scored a try so yeah so a lot of good talent there and yeah. um yeah as you said um very interesting signings to um because we don't always you know we hear a lot about these youngsters Penrith's one of those teams like you know we see coggers going and this and that and the other they're signing some of the stars there's a lot of talk that um, Dylan Edwards, it's just a formality. He'll be signing again. But it's all this work that happens with these emerging squads and they're looking at teenagers, identifying this talent, getting them on board, and that's the result that we've seen in the past few years. Um, so it's all that work that we talked about even even last week with the likes of, um, I think you were talking about Matt Cameron last week um, yep. and, and the work going on there it's um it doesn't always get as much airtime but um yeah and even at, at the raiders we don't often hear about a lot of that happening 
down at the Raiders because they're a little bit separated away. So, you know, another great signing, I suppose, young young player for them, especially considering, um, yeah, they've got some um, players leaving, most notably Jack White, and so they'll be looking to... That's true, yeah. ...to, yeah. to try and bring a youngster through to, to, to fill um, what will be a, quite a large hole there. It'll be so. interesting to see if he... Uh, just what how quickly he mm. comes through because there, there, there will obviously be a... A halves position there um, vacant. Yep. Uh, Fogarty's a good player, um, but White leaves a gaping hole in that uh, club. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the he's the spark in that in that halves combination. So very interesting. Watch this space. Uh, keep an eye on that one, Raiders fans. Well, um, I think pretty much we're at the time where we're going to talk about this week. So it's time now for the um, round. 23. I know I say it every week. I can't believe it. It just rolls along so quick. It feels like only the other day we were starting out the season and giving our predictions, but we're heading into round 23, so it's time for the two-minute tip um, kickoff for our preview of the week. All right, there's the whistle and kickoff for this week's preview. It all starts tomorrow evening as we are recording this. It's Wednesday, tomorrow evening being Thursday. Uh... The Sydney Roosters at the Sydney Cricket Ground uh, will be hosting the Manly Seagulls. Um, this game, I'm just looking at the uh, the squads here because we are less than 24 hours now until the game. Uh, the team i got here, it looks like both teams at this stage, no major outs in the top 17. Um, we do know that Butcher's going to miss this game. Uh, Wong's going to come in for his fourth game of the season. He's going to start. Hutchinson's on the bench with Turpin down into the reserves. Uh, no changes for them in the 24-hour update we've just seen. Uh, for the Seagulls, uh, Trebojevic of the Ben variety. So young Ben Trebojevic is back on deck. Tua Pilotu is going to miss a couple of weeks. Uh, that means that uh, Raymond Vinny Vega is on the wing for his fifth game of the Mike season. Tyson. Um, Kepi's out of the squad. Uh, Matt Lodge is there at number 10. There was some um, word on the street that he's been crook this week. He hasn't been training, so that might right. be a bit they're, of a watch They're down a space. number of props. Yeah, it would be, yeah. it'd be one of those situations and... where they'd need him. Um, yeah, O'Shea Oli and Paseca both out injured. Yeah, still no room for the Condon. He's number 18. Yeah. Um, They're playing a dangerous game there. (laughs) The unprotected forward pack here of the Seagulls coming up against um, what on paper appears to be a good side, but they've been just so disappointing. Uh, The Roosters last week, effectively, you know, even though a lot of would say it was already gone, I was happy to say last week they were playing for their season. They're gone now. They've got nothing to play for. You'd have to think that the Seagulls, all of the motivation is is going to come from Manly. Um, Roosters just playing for pride. They, they're not playing finals this year. Manly still can. Um, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are I don't know who's going to win this game, Graham. No, nah, it's a tough one. Um, well, look at the teams on paper. I think the Roosters look better. Well, 
That's paper. Um, Manly, as you say, with much more to play for because realistically the Roosters are done. Um, mathematically, uh, there's still a chance. If they win every game, they get to 32. Um, 32 would then go down to four and against, I would think. And the problem is they've got a worse for and against of any really any contenders. Or, yeah, so <laughs> it's it's not looking good for the Roosters. Yeah. Um, I, I want to tip Manly, but I'm just not convinced that they're going to win the game. Uh, um, they are, as, I, as we said before, they're missing a few key forwards. Um, Paseca has been really good for them this year. Um, it's it's still a good looking pack. I thought Matt Lodge was very good last week, uh, punching holes through the middle. Um, I'll I'll tip Manly, but I, you know, I, I look at the teams again, and I, I think the Roosters are a better side. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Manly. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm. I'm battling the same thing in my head at the moment as well. It's one of those situations where I look at this game and I think I think the Roosters have a better team. Um, but they just haven't been performing. Um, I, I, I'm going to go with Manly, I feel, against my better judgment. I feel like this is going to be one of those ones where you know, you're in that tipping comp and people look at the uh, the sports bet odds and they don't know who to go with, so they go the favourite and you go the upset, technical upset, and you're the only one that buggers it up. But I'm, I'm, I'm going with Manly this week purely for the fact that they've got more to play for, there's still a chance of the finals, and I would... I look at the halves and I feel like this is one of those games where... You know, if we're looking for someone to manage the game, control the game, Daily Cherry Evans is that player. Mm, he's been um, very good. He has been really good. And I think even too, he's come he's been better coming out of Origin. I think Origin really gave him a massive confidence boost coming out. So the forward battle's gonna be hard for them to win. But um yeah, I'm looking for Daily Cherry Evans to almost do similar to, you know, not to the same extent. But what we saw last week with Penrith, where a good kicking game just absolutely strangled the opposition, so I'm 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 thinking that the kicking game of Cherry Evans' long kicking game uh, is just going to make it really hard for that back three of uh, the Roosters, you know, and Tedesco, Tupu, and uh, Suwali. They're going to be bringing the ball off their line a lot, I think, and I think they'll just get mainly on the front foot and I'll. I'll say that might be enough for them to get the win. Manly for me in an absolute belter. Close one anyway, even if it's not a belter. Um, The second game of the round, 6pm, up on the Gold Coast, the Titans are going to host the Warriors. We know last week the Titans coming off that, uh, that good win that none of us expected. The Warriors coming off a bye after having a really good season. Uh, the Titans are happy to see AJ Brimson wearing the number one. He's good to go after Skins cleared him of any serious injury. Uh, Jojo Fafita, however, he's got an ankle injury. He'll be out. 
Shootdog joining the back line in uh, Fafita's absence. He'll wear the number four this week. Um, Big Tino still out due to suspension, so just keep that in mind. I think this might be his last game. Uh, and as you'd imagine with the Warriors, they've got the same 17 as the week prior to the bye last week. Uh, you'll remember that was the team that uh, beat the Raiders in Golden Point for memory. So, um, mm-hmm. just Vega, 18th man. He's got a calf injury. He's not too far away. Um, but he hasn't played since round eight. So, I suppose a settled side here in the Warriors. Some players possibly coming back into the team. Um, yeah, all of a sudden, it's one of those teams, isn't it? It's, it's hard to make the top 17 in the Warriors because uh, each week they're turning out good performances. I we, we did a bit of analysis earlier on the runs home. This will be one of those games that the Warriors will be pretty keen on um, winning and expect to come away with two points. Um, and, yeah, th- th- we, we don't get too scared anymore, do we, about them, them crossing the ditch? What are your thoughts about a game on the Gold Coast Friday night? Uh, you just never know with the Gold Coast Titans, do you? I mean... <laughs> They beat the Cowboys last week, and they played really well. Um, they could win this game. They're good enough on paper. And I know they're missing their captain, but they didn't have him last week, and they got the job done. Um, I'm loath to tip him, though. Uh, the Warriors have been a consistent force this year. Um, so I'm going to stick with them. They had the week off, uh, so they'll be fresh. They do have uh, some some decent uh, firepower of their own um, with Metcalf, um, Nick Cockleshan, Stat, DWZ, Sean Johnson. Um, there's there's firepower there. Um, we know that the Gold Coast can score a try from anywhere. And uh, I had uh, Alafiana Khan Pereira as my top try scorer this year, and he's up there. Um, he is an absolute speed machine. He just burns opposition wingers. He's great to watch. He's got a mistake in him, but uh, he certainly can find the try line. Um, I don't think Jojo Fafita is a loss. I think he's a bit of a liability in defence. Shoop Dog comes back. Um, They're an exciting... Whatever happens, you know there's going to be tries scored and and, and some pretty good ones either for the Gold Coast or against. Um, It's it's a good game uh, for Friday night at 6pm. I'm going to stick with the Warriors due to their consistency, Graham. Yeah. I uh, totally agree. I think the Warriors are they're, they're the surprise packet of this year. And it's one of those situations where um, there'll be players who we've criticised in the past for not playing to their potential. Um, you know, Nickel Klockstad, Bettina Zalesniak, um, Sean Johnson, even some of the players in their forward pack, even Torhu Harris. There was a time there in the last year or two where we were saying, oh, what happened to the bloke that, you know was the, the 
form forward of the competition only a few years ago, it's like somehow um, they've had this massive turnaround. I don't know if it's, you know, the coaching. I don't know if West has done something where he's been able to bring the best out of the players. They look happy. They look dangerous. And I think that um, they've done enough for us as fans to take them seriously in this competition as a team we expect to beat possibly anyone. I mean, there's probably only three or four... There's probably only four teams they could be playing this week where I wouldn't tip them. That's probably Penrith, Brisbane, South and the Storm. Anyone else, I'd be confident that they can get the job done. And that sort of says where they are in the pecking order for the NRL at the moment. I think they're in great form. I really love watching them play. Um, regardless of the result, you're spot on here. This will be an entertaining game. There'll be points scored. So if you only watch um, a couple of games this week, make sure this is one of them. But I think the Warriors will Absolutely. get up in, a, um, in an entertaining clash. All right. So our next game of the round will take us to Penrith. Bluebet Stadium, goodness me. Um, Penrith Panthers will be hosting the Melbourne Storm. Uh, they're two massive franchises and two massive teams in this premiership and um, everyone likes to talk about over recent years. They've had a little bit of history, so on and so forth. But um, the Penrith Panthers this week, uh, Tyron Peachy suspended. Uh, Hosking comes in. Um, Isaac Tungo, he is number 20 in the reserves. I'm not sure if uh, there's any more insight into how far away he is, but um, he'd be a, a very welcome addition if he is good to go. Uh, and you'd imagine if he is good to go, would be preferred over over Hosking, but that's a watch this space. Big Nelson, a self Salamona, returning from his finger injury. So Tom Eisenhuth goes back to the bench after doing a good job starting for the Storm. Um, Tom Eisenhuth coming to Penrith. I'm sure there'll be a lot of uh, a lot of people in the crowd wishing <laughs> Tom yeah. Tom well, um, being a uh, being a local. But um, yeah, so he'll be he'll be relishing coming back and playing at Penrith. Um, <sighs> it's it's the Eisenhuth Cup this week. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you've got. Um, there's Matt. Matthew Eisenhuth yeah. over on the other side. So yeah. someone with the last name Eisenhuth is going to win. Yeah. It'll probably be... I mean, I know we'll get into this game, but you know, it's not much impacting this. But um, uh, Ryan Pappenhausen, was he officially named this week in Queensland Cup? I believe uh, so, uh, for yeah. the uh, the Falcons, the Sunshine mm. Falcons. I heard a lot about it on the radio today. It was yeah. uh, making the SCN news uh, in the morning, and then I was coming home in the afternoon. <laughs> Every hour still on the hour, broken the same story. So, but yeah, the, the, uh, it'd be um, a disappointment if he doesn't play after all that. Yeah, but Ryan Pappenhausen, um, great to see. Look, you know, obviously it doesn't impact this game as it is, but um, probably a good sidebar there when we're talking about players in and out. Excellent to see because it's been, you know, over. A, yeah, we're talking about over a year here. There's been a very long injury. But um, look, he's not there on the field for the Storm Friday night. Uh, they do have a lot of dangerous players, though, and they're coming up against the um, the benchmark. 
gee, this is a this is gonna be a belter. This is this is must watch. You have to say this if you're a footy fan. What are your thoughts on this one? Um, I have a feeling I know who you're gonna tip, but it'll be interesting to see how you're feeling about this one going in as a Penrith fan. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, the Storm came back to form in a big way last week with a massive win over the Eels without Nelson uh, in the side. Uh, obviously, the Eels were missing players as well, but um, I wasn't sure you know, how that game was going to go with the Storm missing Nelson and, and Olin and uh, uh, Smith, Remus Smith, also out. Um I don't know if they were dropped or not sure that they were injured. Um, but anyway, they're still not back at the centres. They've got Seve and Tonham Um And I've got to say, I'm happy about that because I do think uh, Olam and, and Remus Smith uh, worry me a little bit more. The big advantage the Storm have is uh, the, the tall wingers of, Coates and Warbrick. Um, I'm sure we're going to see uh, if Melbourne get field position, um, they're going to be on the last or the second last play going high um, to uh, uh, you know, for Coates to jump over the top of either Taruva or To'o and then likewise on the other wing, Warbrick trying to do the same thing. So for Penrith, um, they really will want to play that uh, domination of field position um, so that the Storm don't have too many opportunities to score in that way because it uh, it is a big advantage that they have. Um, this game was played down in Melbourne uh, not that long ago and uh, the Storm came out on fire and, and just physically dominated the first 20, 25 minutes and uh, also led on the scoreboard 14-0. I didn't see a Penrith win coming. Penrith managed to turn that around and actually take the lead before half time, and then dominated for the rest of the game. So there'll be plenty of, uh, plenty of fire in the storm belly trying to, uh, to, I guess, turn that result around and um, and try and, and show what they have um, because Penrith, they never used to beat the Storm, could never beat them. Um, I, I remember they did beat them once when the Storm had Origin players out. Uh, but in the last few years, really since that grand final where the Storm were too good, um, the, the Panthers have sort of dominated the Storm for the last few years. Um, for however, in saying six, that, in saying the that, grand final. yeah, but last mm. year at uh, at Penrith, uh, about round about this time of year, uh, the Storm, they actually uh, they held Penrith to zero, um, in a in a fairly dominant display. Um, so they'll be looking to that game. Um, I don't know, you know. Penrith had guys out or not, but they, they were never in that game. Um, and uh, they got a, I remember they got a penalty right on full time. And and a lot of us in the crowd was, take the two, take the two. Uh, it was right in front. And um, you know, they would have got off the duck egg, but uh, just to get yeah, some points. decided to go for the try. I, I, I 
they never look like scoring, but uh, yeah, they should have kicked the goal. Anyway, not to worry. This game, I'm going to tip Penrith. Um, I do expect a really tough game. Um, and uh, yeah, the Storm, they do have those players, Monster Hughes Grant, who <laughs> always, <Far out. laughs> always cause problems for the opposition. Um, Big Nelson up against uh, Liam Martin. Um, a massive advantage in size to Big Nelson. Liam Martin, uh, a guy who never takes a backward step. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be great. Um, yeah, I'll, I'm looking forward to the game. Uh, I'll be there. Uh, Graham, which way are you going? I'm going to tip... Penrith in this one it's 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 a flip of the coin and it's a safer option um I got some shit stats for you you might enjoy uh one I, I gave in there I, I sort of jumped in because you alluded to it but Penrith have won four of the past six games against the Storm um since losing that 2020 grand final it, and this this that's also an interesting one which backs up what you were saying the Storm actually have a really good record at Penrith They've won seven of the past nine games they've played at Penrith. And this is another interesting stat, which you know obviously shows that there's been a bit of back and forth and how it probably says more about Melbourne's dominance over the past 20 years. The Panthers have not beaten Melbourne twice in a regular season since 2005. So that just shows, you know, there how, how tough it is. Um, but even some more... Recent stats, um, you know, you could you could say anything. I mean, I think Penrith are on a win of seven at home. Um, you know, Brian Toto's scoring a million tries at the moment at, at, at home. Um, one thing for Penrith to, to keep in mind, um, and we haven't really talked about this a lot, but Nick Meany of, of late, his, um, his goal kicking has been very good. I think he's 19 of his last 20 attempts, so... That's something just to keep in mind. But, you know, they're coming up against a team with Nathan Cleary, so all the points for Penrith are probably going to be worth six as well. This is going to be an absolute battle. If we're talking next week about a storm win, I'm not going to be gobsmacked. But I've got to tip a team, and, um, yeah, I think the safe options um, is the Panthers in this one. But, geez. Oh, it's going to be a belter of a game. I think I think that we'll learn a lot about the Storm on Friday night. We'll learn more about the Storm than Penrith, I think. Because the Storm, I don't think we've been very... There's been that inconsistency. And I think this will cement them as one of those... I'll, I'll put them with Brisbane and, and Penrith if they beat Penrith on, on Friday night as, uh, as possible contenders. So we'll learn a lot from this Absolutely. game. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go Penrith. Just one interesting story. Sorry, mate. Melbourne have uh, Melbourne have stacked their bench with uh, forwards. Yes. Interesting. Tom Eisenberg, uh, Maroa, and uh, Eliasa Katoa. Uh, that's that's interesting. We normally see a more of a like a Wishart or someone um, who can a uh, bit of a utility, but. Uh, Mm. Yeah, if they uh, if someone goes down in the back line, um, that's going to pose a slight problem for them, I would think. 
Yep. Tom Eisenhuth will play centers. <laughs> like that's, uh, well, that's what they're he, looking he, at, he, you know, well, which he, you yeah. know, he's played uh, there before. 15, 20 kilos ago, he, he used to do that. But yeah, that's the struggle out wide these days. That's the type of, um, yeah, that's the type of, of shuffle up. Just before we go, I mean, this is a big game. I know it's a two-minute tip and we're taking the piss out of that. But just um, Zach Hosking playing in the centres this week. Um, yeah. Obviously, if Isaac Tungo's fit, that's a late change there. Yeah. From the Melbourne side of things with, you know, the likes of young Tonomapia, Marion Seve, some, you know, uh, some some strong centres there. Do you feel like they'll, be tr- they'll, they'll try to do what they can to isolate... Exactly. I'm sure they will do some um, one-on-one work. If if it if it comes to pass that he actually plays, plays in the centres, um, yeah, I'm oh, sure they'll target him. But the reality is, he plays one one spot inside that. Under normal circumstances, he's a very strong defender, Hosking. Um, I, I think he could get the job done. Um, if uh, if Tango is actually completely out, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, if Garner were were to play oh, yeah. centres. Luke Garner, uh, yeah. Uh, Luke Garner is a in in many ways a similar sort of player to Zach Hosking, hmm. but he has had uh, a number of games in the centres in his Tigers days. So I would, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, if that was what happened. I do expect, and I've got no intel here. It's just what I would expect to happen is that when uh, tomorrow, when uh, the you know it's it's whittled down to nineteen, I think we'll see Tango unless he's definitely injured. Tango mm. and Garner remain there. Yeah. Then if they. Uh, I don't know what Tango's injury is, but uh, if they think they can give him an extra week's rest, I've no doubt they will. Um, but I would think that Ghana, who's had experience in the centres, might be a starter. Um, you know, and and perhaps someone like Jamin Salmon uh, falls out of the interchange there. Um, Salmon can sort of get the job done in centres, but we saw against the Rabbitohs um, that his defence playing in the centres is, you know, not quite as good as perhaps it might be the defence of, of uh, Hosking or Garner. Yeah, and both of both of which we probably describe as very mobile second rowers. Yeah, definitely. definitely. With, some, um, with some good footwork. So definitely won't be out of place in the centres there. Uh, very interesting to see how they go. Um, oh, big game Saturday as well, 3 p.m. Um, yeah, oh, wow, 3 p.m., this one. Yeah, I, did, I was just looking at that then thinking, is that right? We've got the Cowboys-Broncos, 3 p.m. on a Saturday in Townsville. Um, Channel 9, what's happened? I was going to say. Thursday night, Friday night. Yeah, oh, well, they've, they've traded it all in for the Tigers game, so... Um, wow, that's anyway. interesting. A <laughs> yeah, day the Broncos. Townsville. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. got to be this. quick. That, yeah, oh, 
up there, um, especially too, I know people are going to say you sound like a bit of an idiot there, but with the, the warmth they have um, in Townsville, they usually have... Uh, <laughs> people are going to think I'm a bit of a wank here. They, they usually have cooch grass all year round, which was mown quite a lot lower than the rye grass that you get down here in winter that they oversow in um, in the Sydney region. So you'll actually find that it's actually a faster, quicker track. And if it's, oh, it's, if gonna it's be dry, um, there's going to be some, yeah, some really good footy there. Um, the big, I suppose the big implication for the Cowboys are Val Holmes. He's out for four matches. Yeah. Uh, he failed to have his bid uh, to have his careless high tackle charge downgraded. Um, Labert's probably the player to come in. Reese Robson, um, he's been named. He had that head knock last week. I thought for a second there last week, I thought, geez, they're going to struggle coming off a loss without Val Holmes and Robson. But it's looking as though... I don't know. Um, Labert's not listed in the 21, 22. Oh, okay. Well, they might be... Doing a bit Carl of a felt shuffle. maybe uh, felt is. coming in uh, felt yeah. uh, maybe uh, oh. I don't know whether Valiame or Tao Lungi could yeah. go into centres. Oh, yeah. That could be an option, or indeed Jeez. felt himself. Surprising they didn't. Brendan Elliott's another one there in the number twenty-one, perhaps. But yeah, okay. Yeah, it's interesting that Labor's not there. I thought he might be the anyway. Um, Maybe not. Uh, hold on. <laughs> um, yeah, Jake Granville, he can play anywhere. Oh, yeah, he, he always has. I reckon he's got on his... He's got to have a room in his house, Jake Granville, where he's got all of his jerseys, and I reckon yeah. he's got every number just about covered. So Eight and ten yeah, maybe right. missing from that. Yeah, but, uh, nah, this yeah no, that's, that's a big left. loss. That's a massive yeah. loss. Yeah. Oh. Um, so, look, Whoever's there got, got to be targeted. For sure, because it's going to be someone who's who's you know not not been there recently. Val Holmes been in great great form. Another player who's who's been great coming out of Origin. Um, Griffin Neem back from a head knock. Uh, the balloon. Balloon is he's flying. back. He's back. He's been um, he's been deflated since round sixteen. So um, yeah, so some big team news there for the Cowboys. A massive loss there with. Um, with Val Holmes. Um, Arthurs, Brendan Pakuya, both back for the um, Broncos. Um, Jordan Ricky, extended squad still. So they'll be hoping he comes back soon. Um, yeah. Yeah, other than that, this, this is such a mouthwatering game, really. Yeah, it's a shame that Val Holmes isn't there, really, because I'm looking at these two sides thinking, geez, um, both these teams, if they were pretty much at full tilt each, this would be an absolute belter. We've got a Brisbane side who I think are the greatest threat to Penrith in this premiership. Um, Adam Reynolds is in good form controlling the team, which has just opened it up so much for the likes of Reese Walsh just to, just to show how... You know, brilliant he is. I, I, I know you'll be really keen this week, Griffo, to see Scott Drinkwater to come up against Reese Walsh. There's just two big yeah. forward packs, two great sets of halves, and some really exciting backs. This has, um, this has entertainment written all over it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, 
Tamalolo interesting in into the run on front row, and Cohen Hess goes back into the. Uh, uh, he's been playing the middle forward. Uh, prop Cohen Hess doing a good job. He's going back to the second row there. Interesting, um, and of course, as we mentioned, the balloon is sitting on the bench. I don't, uh, I don't think he'll be on the bench for too long. Um, I'm going to tip the Broncos. I'll, I'll get that out straight away. Uh, I do think they look stronger in the back line. Um, Holmes out. We don't know who's in. Uh, you, you've got Walsh, just absolute dynamite. Jesse Arthur's been really good for him he's, this year when he's played. Staggs and Farnworth are both can almost do anything. And Cobo is, uh, you know, he's another one of these just amazingly talented um, backline players. Speed, power, um, great in the air. Mam is a fantastic runner of the football, and Reynolds mm. is just directing them where to go. Um, the forward packs probably, I think, will cancel each other out. Um, they're both very good. I do think the back line, while, you know, the drink water and did I, I rate extremely highly. Um, I just think from numbers two to five, um, I think there's a, a very much uh, skewed towards the Broncos. Uh, and it's for that reason, really, um, that I'm going to tip them. Um, a fast track is going to suit both teams, but I think, that might suit the back line of the Broncos just that little bit more. Um, I'm going Broncos. I, I, you know, in terms of for my team, it benefits more, I guess, if if uh, the Cowboys win. But uh, I do think the Broncos here, Graham. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And it's interesting you mentioned the um, the two to five. I actually, I think I said it last week. I'm pretty sure I said it on the podcast. If not, I've been banging on about it with anyone I've been talking to about footy. I actually think that, I think this is the way I've been describing it to people, that, you know, neither Katoni Staggs or Herbie Farnworth by themselves, I would say, are the best centre in the game. But I would almost argue that they're one of the best centre combinations. I really love the way they've been playing this year. I just I just love the way that um, the halves create space for them to get them that early ball. And even if they're not making breaks, it's, there's so many times where they, they pitch in, it might be on the fourth tackle, they go wide, and they might make an extra 20 metres or get on the outside of their player. And they're strong, they're strong in defence too, so I just, I just really like what they're doing there. And... That attention that gets attracted there really opens it up for Reese Walsh. Um, Ezra Mam, I don't know if just in the general rugby league public, people give this guy enough credit for what's going on at the the Broncos. I don't hear him talked about too much in the media. We hear him talk about Brisbane and they talk about Adam Reynolds and Reese Walsh and the forwards. But Ezra Mam has made such a massive difference to this. You know, everyone knows that one good half isn't enough. You've got to have a combination. And the confidence now that he has running the ball, we're seeing very 
predominantly in the last few weeks. I think he's scored know, half a dozen tries in his last eight games, I think it is. I think it's six from his last eight games, six tries in his last eight games, yeah. So he's he's happy to take the line on and, you know, it's just enough for the, the, the defence to sort of hang off a little bit. And when you've got Reese Walsh floating around the back and you've got some players running some good lines, it's... um. They're really hard to stop the Broncos. I, I, I think you can get a vibe from me that I really, really rate the Broncos team this year. Um, Cowboys down on one or two troops is going to hurt them. Um, they'll be they'll be looking to bounce back from last week, but yeah, I was, I was just a bit disappointed last week in what I saw. I just think it shows a bit of inconsistency, whereas uh, Brisbane, I think they'll be out to show that they're one of the teams to beat. I, I I see some points, but a lot of points being scored in this one. I think the Broncos um, will get the job done in a very entertaining clash. 5.30pm. This is the start of the Perth doubleheader. The Dolphins technically the home team over in Perth against the Newcastle Knights. Um, We talked last week about the Dolphins going down to... The Bulldogs, uh, and unfortunately that's probably ruled them out of contention for the top eight. The Knights, plenty to play for. Um, team news here. We've got Ewan Aiken out for the Dolphins. Um, Cody Nicarima, he's he's turned into a, I'll play wherever you need me kind of player. He's in the centres this week uh, with Milford coming back in at number six. Um, he played off the bench last week. Um Played here and there. He's played here and there throughout the season. So, um, be interesting to see how he goes back in the halves there. Um, Katoa, I think, also coming onto the bench in number 16. Uh, pretty much same 17 for the Knights. Um, Daniel Saifedi is still unavailable for those who are keeping score at home with that one. But, um, yet again, we've got a team here that's out of contention, another team with it all to play for and showing a bit of form. Um, the, the the team with all the confidence going into this one uh, is, is going to be the Knights this week. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think Newcastle win. Um, they are one of the form teams, if, you know, well, not the form team, but they're, uh, they've been on a roll with the wins. Uh, they look good in attack. Their defense is improving. Um, they just seem to be uh, in a bit of a sweet spot at the moment. Going down to um, Canberra and really giving it to the Raiders uh, would give them a lot of confidence. Um, I just think they're going to be uh, too strong here. And, uh, I mean, the Dolphins have had a good year, but... Uh, it hasn't been a good second half of the season for them. Um, I, I just think too many points in the Knights. And um, uh, Nick Arima up in the front line, I, I thought he was going well at fullback. Um, they've got the hammer back there in a swap, really. Um, Tafari, look, he's, he's good. Ball in hand, close to the line, is really hard to stop. But I do think he's a defensive liability. Um, and uh, I think we might see Kalen Ponga 
literally run some rings around big valance um too many points in the nights uh they win graham yeah i'm with you i think um the knights win this one and like i said before it's just that they're in form um they look a lot more organized a lot more dangerous at the moment than the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins have done some really good things throughout the year, and even where they are now on the ladder, compared to where we thought they were, they've they've overachieved, I think. I mean, someone said to me at the start of the year that the Dolphins, you know, finish ahead of the Roosters, you'd laugh at them. Um, that's that's a very high possibility as they sit at the moment. They're both on the same points. Um, you know, I know that means nothing in the context of this game, but what I'm trying to do is is basically say... I'm trying to give the Dolphins a bit of positive uh, reinforcement before I tell all their fans that they're going to lose. Um, the Knights yep. have just they've just really settled. They just look like they're a team that... Uh, I worry about the Knights as they get further into the season because it was almost as though the season got away from them and the Knights said, we've got nothing to lose, so we're just going to throw everything against the wall and see what sticks, and it's sticking. And I worry that the Knights are going to get to a point where when the pressure comes onto them, in games where they, you know, need to come up with a performance, they might struggle. But we haven't seen that so far. I've just got to basically go off recent form, and they've been um, they've been playing really good footy, and they've been scoring a lot of points. And I think that there's the possibility for them to do so again in Perth this week against the Dolphins. So I'm tipping the Knights. The second half of the double header will see South Sydney taking on the Sharks. So this one's in Perth. Now, the times I'm giving here um, vary our local Sydney times here, 7.35pm. So it's your normal Super Saturday times, um, albeit the fact that local time would be um, would be slightly different. But uh, team news here for the home team, the Rabbitohs, technically. Uh, Tom Burgess moving into the starting side this week. Um, I don't know if we talked about it too much, but uh, Totola is still unavailable for them. Um, we're hearing it's a neck injury, so um, yeah, it's a big, big blow for them. The other player who's out for for South Sydney, the other prop is Hame Sele, who's been doing a really good job as well. So that's going to force Tom Burgess into the starting side. Uh, he and Jairo are going to be the starting props this week. Talis Duncan coming onto the bench. Uh, Jacob Host started last week. He's dropped right out of the 17 altogether with Michael Cheekham returning and getting that starting number 12 spot. Um, Did so Host have a bad game, Graham? Or? I... I mm, not... I, I wouldn't have said to the point where he needs to be dropped. Um, I don't know if that's... I, look, I don't know if that's a coach showing a lot of faith in Michael Cheekham, who did a good job and then was injured, giving him his spot back. But even still, to you know, for Talis Duncan to come in ahead of host, um, Jed Cartwright, actually... I'll, I'll, I'll be fair to Jed Cartwright. He's holding his spot on the bench there. He did some really good things last week. He was actually really enthusiastic and really keen and... Um, yeah, I've got to wonder whether him having his uh, future sign up for next year might make him feel a little bit settled. But um, yeah, South Sydney there. Otherwise, um, you know, all the big guns are there with you know Latrell, Cody, Cook, 
Murray, so on and so forth. Uh, they're coming up against the Sharks, who are without Will Kennedy. Um, he's another player we've talked about for years on the podcast as being a phenomenal talent. Um, so Connor Tracy's going to fullback. Uh, Mulatalo back on the wing. Um, Calhoun's back from suspension. And um, State of Oregon Kafusi is out of the side. So a few little changes here and there. Um, look. South Sydney had a much-needed win last week. The Sharks were disappointing against the Panthers. Both teams here, really, a lot to play for. Um, and effectively, the loser of this game is making their, their job to make the top eight a lot harder than they would like it to be. Yeah, we talked about this when we were looking at the ladder. Um, I saw the Sharks last week live. When they 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 struggle, um, down on confidence, um, a little bit down on uh, you know with injuries, but uh, you know, a lot of their injured guys have have returned, um, but they they did struggle last week. Um, they're not sure who their fullback is. Um, I thought we might have seen Matt Moylan return this week. Their halves didn't go well last week. They're, they're still there, Trindle and Hines. There was some talk about perhaps putting Trindle, oh, sorry, putting Hines back to fullback. Um, he's played most of his career as a fullback, uh, and I th- thought that might have been not too bad an option. Um, they chopped and changed. They had injuries in the game. Obviously, but and then you know Militalo was ruled out, so they they did struggle. Um, they had at one stage, um, uh, big Talakai was on the wing, um, didn't look comfortable, and they they did change that. But uh, so it was a bit difficult for him in some ways last week. Uh, I think it's going to be difficult for him again up against the Rabbitohs. Of course, we heard the comments of. Phil Gould, um, who, you know, was saying, oh, yeah, Luttrell's a good player, but he sort of goes, uh, doesn't tend to produce his best in the big games. Um, I don't know why he's come out with that. Um, I guess, you know, he uh, he is paid to, to be a bit controversial and look he's got there is some evidence of of Luttrell um, not playing quite as well uh, in some games in September as maybe we would expect Uh, the most recent example was last year's prelim final when he copped a massive hit early in the game from Moses Leota completely legal uh, and uh, we didn't see too much of Luttrell in that game. Um, he had one or two good touches, set up a try and so on, but um, in defense, he he just wasn't where he needed to be a few times, and Penrith capitalized on that. Um, however, uh, I think when comments like that are made, 
Um, Latrell is the sort of guy who thrives on that, and it just it just gives him more motivation. So the Cronulla Sharks are thinking, why did you come out with this comment at this time? Uh, mm. I think a big game from Latrell. Uh, Cody apparently wasn't his best last week, uh, but they got the job done. Uh, and I, I do think uh, they win, and I do think they'll win reasonably well. Graham, what do you think? Yeah, it's it is an interesting one because, um, yeah, I feel like anyone who says, "Oh, see, Sydney's back," didn't necessarily watch the game. There was some really good, really good things in the game, but um, yeah, they they'll want to be better against you know. Um, better competition and they're facing better competition than what they did last week this week in the sharks uh i, I think it's 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 one of those funny situations I, i'm trying to remember who it was last week phil gould said something about and the players you know the, yeah he did say that. something uh... and and everyone's going oh yeah you know it was you know but you know he's um i don't know i don't know if it was Parramatta and Mitch Moses. I can't remember. Oh, no, I don't think it was that. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, there was, there were statements last week. Um, It will come to us uh, at some stage. Yeah, I'm trying to think of it. But you know, it's almost like every week on his show, he says something and you go, yeah, cool. You know, you've got to wonder, I think you're almost on the right track there. You've got to wonder whether part of it is him, you know, almost in a roundabout way challenging you know, Latrell to say, okay, you're back, you've had one game, and Latrell was easy. Latrell, yeah, I mean, he was really good last week. He was, I thought, considering he'd missed so much football. Um, yeah, so he's only oh, going last to... week, sorry, Graham, you said the Broncos can't win the comp. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I, look, I, I've got a theory that everything he says every week is just to take the heat off a shit performance from the Bulldogs. Yeah, but, but the Bulldogs won last week. You know, he did have to. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's 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 interesting because you know, I I I did hear that and I had a laugh and you know everyone's at South Sydney sort of dismissing it and um, I actually was sort of thinking about it and I thought, do you know what the sad thing is? He has performed on the big stage. The only problem was it was for the bloody Roosters. So yeah. you know, he is. He yeah, did look, well when he came on. There was there was elements origin. of. Yeah, you know, it's 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 it's. Yeah. A, I think that's what it is. It's a bit of a challenge to him to say, "Hey, we've got you there in this top echelon of players. Um, we're expecting big things, and the challenge is there for him to do it this week." I think, yeah, look, I think they win. Um, I think that they've got a lot more strike than the the Sharks team. I, I I'm, I'm concerned about the Sharks, especially considering the changes in key positions. Sharks fans will see Matt Moylan at number 18 this week and hope that he might be able to make a return. Probably wouldn't hold my breath on that one from what we're hearing. But, yeah, they've still got a really strong forward pack. They've got, as we saw, they've got a a, a group of players in the middle that are, are really tight there. But uh, it was no coincidence that last week, you know, I mean, people want to talk about Latrell and his role in the team. It was no coincidence last week that Latrell Mitchell came back and Alex Johnson scores, you know, what he scored, three tries last week. He yeah. just opens up that left edge. He attracts so much. I mean, Isaiah Tass scored a try. That that left is going to open up. I think the big thing for South is 
Don't talk about Latrell. A week ago, the media wanted to talk about giving our number seven the arse. He was really good last week. I think he is actually a key. He actually had some really good um, good plays and um, you know set up a try for Chloe Matangi, created a bit of space for everyone else. I think that South just need those key players all in form at the same time, which unfortunately for South hasn't happened a lot this year. In the games it has, it's worked well for them. So if you know the spine, if the spine including the thirteen um, are all playing to their potential then the, the blokes around them will have a, um, a really good day. Another thing I want to mention just before I go off South Sydney, number 18 this week, Tyrone Munro. Uh, obviously very close to coming back from injury. Um, he's become a bit of a favourite around the club, played a couple of games. I think he played two games, um, scored a couple of tries in each game. So he's been, um, yeah, he's, he's a youngster to watch there. We've talked about him previously. Going South in this one. Always a tough game. You never know what you're going to get from South Sydney. But, um, yeah, if they're serious about this, they're, they're winning this one. Next game, we've got, um, like, another desperate team, Parramatta. Um, we talked about them being the big movers on the ladder, unfortunately, um, going down the ladder. They take on the Dragons this week. Um, this game here will take place on Sunday, 2 p.m. Uh, Parramatta Stadium, Combank Stadium, as it's known now, will be the uh, venue for this one. Uh, team news: Dylan Brown is back, so he's missed. What was it a seven-game suspension? I think for, I think so. yeah. for him, yeah. So he's been out for quite a while. Um, they've really missed him in the halves there, uh, so he'll come in. Uh, Lumi Lumi coming onto the wing for Wanga Blake. Um, Offer and Gary Madison last week all there to start. Davies in the bench. Hands 18th man. Ogden reserves. Greg and Makatoa onto the bench. Uh, the Dragons, they've got the same 17. Um, they were right in that game against Manly last week. Um, the... Just looking here, Jack DeBellin. Um, I think he failed to have his yes, that's correct. charge downgraded. So um, looking at that, obviously that extended squad, someone's going to have to come in. Uh, they've got you know birds there. You know, a few options possibly for them. Um, Murdoch Masilla. I'm just thinking of who could possibly come in uh, for that role. But um, season on the line for Para. Simple as that for me, I think. Um, they, they have to win this week. They're at home. They'll be expected to win. Um, do you see it the same way? Yeah, I think so, Graham. Um, the Dragons... Um they haven't had a good season. Uh, they got close, I think, last week against Manly. Was it Manly last week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They um, yeah. it was it was a bit sort of back and forth. They ended up going down by six. Um, yeah, it was sort of one of those games where I, I don't think they, I think they led early with one try and then Manly got ahead and then they sort of scored a couple to get in there, but 
they were there or thereabouts, but never never really sort of got ahead. It wasn't their game to win, but they were never too far behind. That's probably one way to put it. Yeah. Um, I, I can't back the Dragons here. Parramatta have to win this game. Um, they, they big in with um, Brown back. Um, Lumi Lumi comes in for Wonga Blake. Um, we hadn't seen Wonga Blake in first grade for a long time. I think he might have just played one game last week and uh, out he goes again. Um, I'm going to pick the Eels uh, simply because, well, a few reasons actually. They're at home. Um, their side is stronger with the 5'8 back. And they have to win. Whereas for the Dragons, it's just sort of about pride. Mm. Um, and they played; they did play with pride last week. But uh, I just don't think they can match it for skill um, against Para. Para to win, Graham. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. I'm tipping Para in this one. And my reasoning is very similar. Um, the Dragons—they've been disappointing this year. They've been very up and down. They've had a, they've snaked a few wins here and there, but um, they've they've really struggled this year. And Parramatta not only is it that desperation I talked about, but I actually think that Dylan Brown's a massive in for them. The the team when they were, I mean, this is last year's grand finalists. These are these are players last year that um, you know, not all of them, but we're talking about key players like Dylan Brown that that have experience in these um, these big games, going towards the finals, getting to grand finals, so on and so forth. Whereas, you know, the the Dragons, I think they're still just trying to find find a team that can can be consistent. So I think Parramatta, I think this is a... When Parramatta's on, they're on. This is the type of game where some people, you know, might be disappointed with Parramatta. Parramatta could come out and win this by 40. They're, yeah. they're that type of team that... Yeah. You know, if, if Moses and Gutherson are having a good day and the, the forwards are going forward, it's, you know, those games that Parramatta have where, you know, Bryce Cartwright sort of getting into into gaps and Paulo's just rolling yeah. them and it just opens up. So I'm, you know, I'm even looking at, do I dare? They're, 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 they're contenders for the margin this week in the Draker and the Thief. Yeah, I, I um, am going to put them down uh, for my joker this week mm. um i just picked something up graham you, you probably mentioned it but um i noticed brendan hands is out of the 17 uh he's been their their number one hooker for uh, quite a few months um and joey lussick who they brought over from saint helens yeah uh, i think he might come off the bench last week um, he is the only hooker in the 17. Hans, he must have had a bad game last week. I, I only saw bits of this. And, uh, I think I watched the mini, but um, I might not have even done that. But uh, they, they got whacked. Um, and uh, it looks as though uh, Hans has, uh, well... He's waving him from Been given the, the ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll 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 have the uh, the oh, kid the on, but he'll have the 
He'll have the uh, the extra thing yeah. over the top of the jersey as he'll be hoping for a few concussions. That's the uh, only way yeah, he might play. It's a strange so, one for mine. Interesting, um, interesting to see um, whether they're just trying to give someone else an opportunity. But really, and if it is one of those things, you think, oh, geez, he's a bit hard done by because if you're saying, oh, we'll give a hooker a go this week and another hooker a go the next week, you want to be the hooker that's getting picked to play the Dragons, not the Storm. So. Yeah, Lassie yeah, could go true. out there and um, he might have a bit more room in the middle um, this week. So we'll have to see. But I, I think a lot of people will be expecting para for this one. And um, yeah, I was I was thinking about them being the margin. But seeing as though you're the person I've got to try and chase down this competition, I might have to look elsewhere. Oh, well, you yeah. mm. that's, that's That's one way to play it. But uh, mm. I've got the yeah. inside goss. You have. I actually think then you know, if the Knights I'll go the Knights, I reckon. I reckon the Knights I could do for my Knights. Biggest margin this week. Yeah, I'll go with them because if they if they turn up and the Dolphins defend like they have at times, yeah. there's interesting. Okay. The Knights they've got plenty of points in them. Gotta um, go with someone. Exactly. Yep. So um yeah, Parramatta. Point of difference, one. yeah. Gotta have the point of difference, but yeah. We'll go. I'll, I'll go Parramatta for the win, and then, yeah, just while I think of it, Newcastle Knights for the biggest margin this week. Mm. Although some people down in the nation's capital could think the next one could be a possibility. Well, the Tigers. That's right. Whenever you're playing the Tigers, uh, teams are expecting to score points, and the Raiders will be looking to bounce back when they um, they host the West Tigers. Uh, this game here. Four o'clock match of the day, the Channel 9 coverage, all that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, Raiders-Tigers, 405. Just looking at the teams here. Um, Rapana at fullback. Chris in the centres. There's Kotrick's on the wing. Oh, he's um, been out for a long time, Kotrick. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. As a, not just as an injury, but couldn't get back into the team. Um Big switch with Chris. Uh, they said he's our fullback, and now we. I, I think he's a centre. To be fair, but uh, yeah, I think they've just realised that. I think they've yeah. gone. If we don't start, you know, getting serious about things and putting players where they should be, we. Yeah. we I think this is that we're we're too close to being pushed out of the eight if we lose a couple of games to to let our. I pride what's get happened in the to way. Savage? He was the. Uh, yeah, one there, and he's hardly seen first grade this year. Yeah, I still can't understand how they let Chance go. Yeah, he was completely out of favour last year. Yeah, there uh, were times where they weren't picking him. Remember, he signed on, yeah. and then he was is playing yeah. reserves, and yeah, uh, too good, too good a player. It worked out well because he's um. Oh, he's flying. He's been, in good, he's been in good form. But, you know, you look at the Raiders, you look at where they are on the ladder now, you add him as another strike weapon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're doing... I think he's a fantastic player. I do too. I always... Did. I, Ricky, I was baffled obviously last didn't. Year. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Um, for the Tigers, um, big Stefano. Stefano, Oitmik... I'm going to try and do it. Utai Kumanu. Utai Kumanu. I always get it wrong. 
I've pronounced it about six different times this season. I don't know if I've got it right once. Sorry, Stefano. Um, Sean Bloor's the other player who's out of this game. I think they both got Again. concussion. Um, bad run. He hardly uh, ever plays. Right. Mm, a lot of promise, a lot of talent, but um, we're starting to feel like with Sean Bloor, it's the, you know, because he's missed a lot of football, we're, we're talking a lot on reputation, not what we're seeing week in, week out. So hopefully he'll be back on deck next week. Um, Alex Twall starting this week. He's wearing the number eight. Um, Simkin, Kapoa on the bench. Dane Laurie named to play again in the house. Um, here's another player. He, he's signed back on with Penrith. So, you know, that's, that's right. another yeah. interesting uh, layer to that whole Cogger situation we were talking about earlier. But, um, yeah, he had a bit of a mixed mixed bag the other day as well. The Tigers really struggling. I think their, um, their motivation is just to try and win games. I think... I think all the punters are pretty confident that they're um, they're getting the wooden spoon. Um, it's it's really just trying to spoil the party for the Canberra Raiders, who not only are looking to make the eight, but um, they're they're right in contention for the top four. And the talk around the club would be that that's the goal, surely. Well, I'm sure they they have that as a goal. Um... Whether it's realistic or not, it's another thing. Um, I, I just looking at this team list and, and number twenty-two for both teams. Um, one of those guys we mentioned earlier, Ethan, oh, Ethan Strange. Strange. Yeah, and the uh, Tigers guy, Josh Folletti. Um, not to be confused with Folletti Matteo. Um, <laughs> That's hyphenated, isn't it? Yeah, yeah Josh yeah, Folletti yeah. Matteo. Um, um, he was the other centre for the yeah. Blues in that the game. The under-19s, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought Strange was, was by far better, but um, Folletti's got wraps on him. Um, so interesting there that, uh, that, you know, they won't play, but they're, they're starting to get named, which is always a step closer to making a, a debut. But, yeah, when um, you're, what, 18, 19 years old, yeah. it's phenomenal just to be in that contention. Yeah, I have to tip the Raiders, but I I don't think they're any certainty. Um, yeah, Tigers, uh, a couple of losses there with Bloor and, and Big Stefano. Um, they, that sort of hurts their chances. You just don't know with the Tigers. Their back line is always a concern. Um, they can produce some, some quiet stunning play at times individually but and then sometimes they'll just make these diabolical mistakes and, and defensively uh, some of them don't aim up um, I just think Canberra it's too important to them um, and particularly after the embarrassment that uh, happened for them against the Knights last week they have to bounce back um yeah, time, I guess everything to play for to try and get off the, the bottom, but uh, it's a bigger incentive when you're uh, when you're aiming to stay in the eight and, and trying to make the four. So Raiders for mine, Graham. Yeah, um, I'm tipping the Raiders, and it's interesting that you said that. Um, you know, you don't feel that the Raiders are a certainty. 
And I think, you know, I think we're, we can understand that says more about the Raiders than the, the Tigers. It's not as though, you know, people are raving about how the Tigers have been playing so on and so forth. There's just something about yeah. the Raiders and the fact we just aren't ready to set our watch by them. I don't just, trust them. Yeah, I don't trust them. <laughs> I don't trust them. To, that's the best way to put it. I really agree with that because, you know, team there are so many teams that come against the Tigers. Yeah, I trust them to get the job done. There's just something about the Raiders and there's just that uncertainty about it. But, you know, if... Um, yeah, it's, it's not enough to tip the Tigers, but... Yeah, that, that type of team where... I wouldn't be gobsmacked if they lost it, but uh, no, neither would I. To. Yeah, neither would I. I wouldn't go. Oh my goodness, that's the biggest upset I've ever seen. Ra ra ra, all that sort of bizarre. But um, yeah, especially after last week, I just I was disappointed in the Raiders last week. I really was. I know I tipped the Knights um to win last week. I think a lot of people tipped the Raiders, and I think they were purely going off the fact that they're at home. But there was just something to even about the Raiders' attack. Even when they got close to the line, um, it didn't seem organised. And I know that's probably coming into play when they're, they're, they're changing up the spine and still finding out who their fullback is and all this sort of stuff this far into the season when they're coming fifth, two points out of the top four. It's just it's just bonkers. I, I think, you know, I, I think that they're... Um, their credentials have been inflated by the draw, not only the teams they've come up against, but, you know, playing big teams, Origin Week, so on and so forth. So they'll get the job done, but I'm... Um, yeah, these are the types of games where if they're serious about being, you know, even if it's not top four, like being a team that's at the moment getting ready, you know, realistically for a home semi-final... Um, they, they should be doing away with the Tigers. So I'll tip them, but um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a dangerous one, I think. It's, it's one of those ones in the tipping comp. Don't uh, proceed with caution. I was just looking through the, the list. Sorry, mate. I was just trying to work out how Kotrick got in there and, and see the expense of Jared Croker. Um, and there's no mention of Croker being injured. Um, he hasn't given it up, has he? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, not Josh Reynolds style, but um, I mean, he was out for a long time. Not, not you know, on form, uh, not not injury. Um, he, he came in, and there was a lot of fanfare, and you know, they had the three hundred games, and, and congratulations, that's a great achievement. Um, Shane rates him. Um, I don't. <laughs> I've never really rated him. Uh, yeah. Uh, like a good, solid first grader at best. Um, yeah, I, I just... Very consistent. Um, well, to, to play 300 games, it's what an achievement. Um, it's I almost just, like oh, never, meat and potatoes. Really I kind of call him a meat and potatoes player where... And I think also, too, he is handy, too, I suppose, with his goal-kicking, but... He's not the type of player who's going to be on the highlight reel. No, but he'll he'll um, he'll he'll do a job. So, a oh, great yeah. clubman, 
um, all of that, you know, like, um, I, I might be a little bit harsh, but he's never been a, a guy that, okay, Croker's in the team. Wow. Um, I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on him. Like he's never, never been a concern. Like, um, but yeah, he, you know, proof's in the pudding. He's played 300 games. It's just, I've, I've never probably rated him as highly as, as most. That, that's me. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah, it's all it's all subjective. But um, I think if you're a, I think it's one of those situations where if you're a Canberra fan that watches them week in week out, you'll understand that he's been a very important part of that team, um, for a long time and made a massive contribution. And uh, yeah, I mean, and and there were some really successful times there. I mean, he would have played in a grand final. Um, yeah, you know, so. He's um he's been a key aspect in that team and a I suppose a, a good leader in that team so I suppose that's a bit of a watch this space with him um winding down and coming to the end of his career this year so um yeah it'll be interesting to see what his role is for the rest of the year. Now I know that this is a bit late on we we will talk a little bit in a moment uh, our next segment will be uh, discussing what's going on in the NRLW but um I do have to. Uh, Thank you, Griffo, for reminding me of this because at the time I thought, oh, geez, we've got a good gaff here. And um, it was something that slipped my mind and I don't know how it has. A long time ago. Seems like it, it was. I, I, that's the thing. I'm thinking back to the game where, you know, it was at the Brisbane, it would have been the Brisbane Roosters game, which would yeah. have been last yeah. Thursday. It's almost a week ago. So, um, yeah, I almost forgot that it was uh, this week. But uh, I'm going to play the music. I don't do it every week, but uh, it was a good one. Now, I thought this was interesting for a number of reasons. Um, where do I start with this? A couple of things. Let me just bring this to your attention. The first of all, I was I thought it was a good effort because um, you know Grant Atkins isn't one that I'd uh, historically put up there as being one of the greatest tacklers in the game. He's not necessarily Cameron McInnes. And the other thing I thought was funny was I, I had to you know, sort of think back quite a few years. And I think the last time I saw Grant Atkins smash a smoothie was uh, outside of Boost Juice Pendrith Plaza many years ago. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> if you haven't figured it out already, um, it, it could have... Oh, oh, look, I, I should have lied and said I hung off just in case it got Griffo's ga- gra- uh, grab as the tri-saver of the week. If you haven't seen this one... Have a look at it. Uh, it'll be all over the socials. But uh, this is my ga- my gaffe this week is Grant Atkins and his try saving tackle on um, Tyson Smoothie. Who Smoothie's got to be one of our favourites too, with a name like Smoothie. Yeah. Um, fair income. Grant doesn't get in the way. I reckon he scores. He's no, divided. There's no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> and, and not only that is, yeah, Smoothie's a fairly new player in the team. Um, I think that would have been his first try. First ever try. He's been. Yeah. Um, I think he's played, <laughs> debuted for the Storm. He was in. in uh, he played a, a year in the Panthers, but never, um, never played NRL. But 
Yeah, that would have been his his first uh, NRL try. He probably goes down as the only player ever to um, be tackled by the ref and prevented from scoring a try, mm. um, particularly a first one. Um, and I bet you, if I was if I was uh, Grant this week, I'd be saying that Cameron McInnes, you may have made eighty one of them, but how many of them were try savers? Yeah. It could be the one that counts. So, yeah. uh, very interesting. Um, referees getting in the way. It does happen a bit. I don't want to get happens, in, a, yeah. in a thing, but, you know, I mean, you can't make yourself disappear. Usually it's the, the ball hitting the player and so on and so forth. But um, that, that was an interesting one because from memory, they sort of played on. And I think Brisbane... Uh, maybe a, a tackle or so later might have dropped the ball because I remember Adam Reynolds absolutely blowing up saying, hey, you know, yeah, it's a knock-on, but two tackles ago, you denied us a try. Look, I, I don't yeah. think you hear much of it because Brisbane went on to win. They won comfortably. Um, yeah. Yeah, whatever. It's a bit of fun. It's a, it's a laugh. Um, it's, It'll be one of those things always oh, be in the highlights reel. Yeah. It'll be shown for years. And years down the track, you... you you know, in a sense, I feel a bit sorry for Grant because he's a, he's a, you know, he's, he's one of the top referees in the um, in the NRL. He's got a big career still ahead of him, uh, even though he's been doing it for a number of years now. Really, um, I, I gotta wonder whether in twenty years' time, where you know fans may not necessarily remember Grant Atkins refereeing, but uh, he may still be making um, appearances on the uh, the highlight reels. Well, he might, uh, he might get a gig on the uh, talking circuit in the clubs and pubs of, 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 uh, of New South Wales and Queensland. Well, yeah, gosh. It's, yeah. His, his anyway. dad made the odd tackle here or there, but uh, probably yeah. not a try saver like that one. No, no, definitely. Um, yeah, yep. His dad was a handy player, obviously, in that... Course, um, yeah. Parramatta team in the 1980s. But, Played uh, in the very first grand final uh, win for the Eels. And I think he did play in the 77 grand final, possibly 76, but uh, definitely 77. And, and then uh, when they lost, and then he was there when they won. A good man, Graham Atkins. Yep, definitely. And um, yeah, it's, it's not something that I don't... I know we've talked about, obviously, you know, Graham and Grant on here before, but it's not so. You know how, you know, on the commentary, they love to make a connection and go, oh, like I think the other day, and they, they were banging on, was it Matt Eisenhuth they were talking about was um, Paul Gallon's cousin. cousin. Yeah, they're going, oh, you yeah. know, and they keep talking about him being Paul Gallon's cousin because they're playing the Sharks and all that sort of stuff. But the point I'm making is they love to make a connection when there's a family connection. Yeah. It's not something I hear a lot in the coverage when Grant is refereeing. And even when he first came in, I don't recall them making a um, yeah, big connection with it. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it is something that was talked about a lot and I've missed it. But uh, I feel like for a, for a game that loves to make those connections between, um, you know, but, but between players and, uh, you, know, uh, you know, whether it be so-and-so's cousin, son, sibling, yeah. you know, next-door neighbour, whatever, it's... Uh, it's not something, and yeah, that you hear um, that you hear a lot about. But anyway, we can confirm that that is the case. And uh, yeah, and Grant, congratulations. Um, 
great tackle. Friend. Great tackle. Yeah, as I said, Cameron McInnes made 81 of them. Not as not as memorable as the one that Grant made on the weekend. Oh. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. so yeah, obviously, Tiger Cheek there, a bit of fun there, but uh, yeah, it was really, really fun to see. If you haven't seen it, look it up. Worth a look. Um, and as, as we have been recently, before we uh, finish up, it would be remiss of us not to um, have a bit of a chat about what's going on in the women's game. Um, uh, it is great that you let the listeners know earlier on that you can see those highlights through the Nine Now app because one of the challenges I'm finding is um, that some of these games are being played at the same time as the NRL games. That's and right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a bit of a challenge. It's a bit unfortunate that, uh, that the fans are being asked to, to in, sometimes choose between the NRLW game and the, um, the NRL games. But um, there were some good games again on the weekend. Uh, the, the Thursday night game, 17-16. Titans over the Broncos, obviously, in a real tight clash there. Uh, local rivals. Um, we also saw wins to the uh, Raiders, Dragons, Cowboys and Tigers. Uh, I think for a lot of uh, people, if we look at... Uh, how the current ladder is sitting. I think that a lot of people are surprised at um, at the uh, the Tigers and the dominance of the Tigers. And also... Well, they tend to win both games. Is that right, Graham? Or, uh, or the, I think the Titans. Yeah, Titans might have won okay. both yeah. weeks. Yes. But, um, yeah, you know, considering um, you know, some of the talent we've seen across some of the other teams, we've talked about, you know, Teams always being strong, like the Roosters, for example. Yeah, you know, I said I can't see anyone beating them, and then, then they well, lose Raiders to the Raiders. Have, Raiders have done it already. Yeah. So I think this just shows that there's um, there's going to be a lot of breakout talent, I think, in this competition this year. I think that's the main thing we're going to see. Uh, the amount of... I was going to say household names. And so, you know, in rugby league, if, you, if you're a family that... Follows rugby league closely, you know there there are there are a lot of household names emerging from this competition. I think we're going to see a lot more of um, a lot more superstars created as a result of this competition. Um, and you know, I'm not going to lie. There is also the challenge that the women's World Cups on at the moment. So the NRLW, there's a lot of other things going on in sport, but uh, still still a lot of good footy and a lot of. Um, a lot of players putting their hand up to be um, uh, to be seen in the competition. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Um, good. Good work, Tigers. I, I didn't see their the game last week. I think it might have won 10-0. Uh, 10-0 it was, yeah. Yeah. A couple of tries so, in the first half. Right. Um, yeah, I didn't see that one. Uh, I actually think I saw the... I saw the end to the um, Broncos and Titans game. Uh, I think I, I switched the TV on, um, not knowing it was going to be there. But it was. It was just happened to come up. Yeah. Uh, I thought, oh, okay, and and uh, and then they they went into extra time, and uh, the the Titans got the job done, um, which leaves the uh, the Broncos winless. Um, but uh, anyway, so we we got Roosters Dragons. I got to think the Roosters, uh, even though they've got players missing, um, Jess Sir just didn't play last week. Um, 
injury cloud still for her, but she is named. Uh, I yeah. just think, yeah, still they're, they're missing some key forwards um, through injury, but still pretty handy. Um, as good as Racine McGregor was last week, um, challenge there to, to see if she can. Uh, you can overcome. I think she might have been a rooster uh, last year when she won that. Uh, yeah, I think she was actually. Yeah, yeah, she got the um, Dal is it the yeah, the Dalia. Dalia. Yeah, I know yeah, there was I talk about they wanted a female. Yeah, I had to think then if they uh, renamed it, but they haven't. Yeah, they haven't yeah. as, as at this stage. But uh, anyway, I just think the roosters will bounce back. Uh, yeah, they got so much talent. Like you just. And, and and as we said, it was a real surprise that they lost last week. Um, yeah, not everyone on deck, but there's still a lot of lot of talent there in this in this team. As you mentioned, if Sergis plays, um, you know you've got probably one of the best forwards in the game, Millie Boyle there as yeah. well. Um, Taryn Aitken is uh, she's she's a great player. Isabel Kelly, we know yeah. we know what she's capable of. So there's a lot of strike there in that game. So you'd like the Roosters in that one, you'd think. Um, the Broncos looking for their first win. They play the Cowboys. Um, Cowboys have had a win. This game's in Townsville. This this is a bit of a tough one too here. Um, we know traditionally Brisbane... Uh, a quite a strong team, um, but they're not necessarily the team that they've had in previous no, years. No, definitely not. Definitely um, not. This, I mean, it's very hard to tip and going off, uh, you know, form of a couple of weeks in a totally new competition. But um, yeah, especially in the fashion they went down last week, you'd think they'd be they'd be trying to lift for a win this week. Yeah, I really. There's not too many. Um, cowgirls, cowboys, uh, um, <laughs> players who who I'm familiar with. Uh, Kira Dib, the halfback, former um, yeah. Origin player. Um, Talisha Harden, I think she used to be a Bronco at one stage. Uh, maybe a, a Gold Coast Titan, but uh, uh, certainly in the veteran class, the, the prop. Um, Emma Manzelman's a good player. She she came off the bench for the Knights last year, the the champion team, the Knights. But apart from that, I'm not too familiar. I think Mackenzie Wheel might have been uh, uh, that wheel might have been spinning in in Newcastle as well. She in the was, past. yeah, Newcastle, yeah. Um, but yeah, for mine, just again without too much knowledge, Broncos. Even though they're yeah. they're not going so well. And they're missing a few players, but they do have Ali Brigginshaw there. Um, Hafanga is a danger, along with uh, Saselka in the centres. Um, Tasman Gray. Um, I don't like her, but she's pretty good. Um, the uh, the sister of Jordan Rapina. Um I don't like him either. <laughs> I don't, know, it's, uh, I don't know if you can. Well, I, I think I can say there's a bit of grub about uh, Rapina. Um, I don't know if I can say that about his sister, but that's how I feel. Um, mm. But uh, 
She's played yeah, Roosters, I think, didn't she? I remember. She started there, but I think she's yeah. been a Bronco for a while. Yeah. She's a Queenslander. I think she's a Kiwi. I don't know how all that works, but um, she always seems to be on the opposition, and um, there's always stuff going on. She's good, don't get me wrong, but anything that's going on that uh, is is bordering on um, illegal or she seems to be front and centre. But that's rugby league. Um, and you're out there to win. Um, but she's, she's, she's handy. Like, I got, a lot of good players play on a knife edge. Well, that's it, yeah. Hmm. yeah. But, but anyway, I'm, I'm going to tip them. Because I just don't know enough about about their opposition. So yeah, and then you've got um, the Titans who they're looking to keep their perfect record intact. They're they're away to the Sharks. Um, Sharks playing at home Saturday afternoon. So yeah, bit of a bit of an interesting one. I mean, this, the Titans will be pretty. Uh, Pretty chuffed after their one point win last week, but um, the Sharks. It was a interesting game that when they lost to the Tigers because we mentioned it was ten nil, but I have a feeling that um, both of the tries might have been scored while the Sharks had a player in the sin bin. I think it was one of those situations where it was nil all. She went to the sin bin and when she came back, it was ten nil, and that's how it it ended. So. It'd be um, hard to get a form guide on um, on these teams, but you know you'd, you'd have to give credit to the Titans for the win last week. Yeah, I'm definitely giving them credit, and I, I think uh, I think they'll beat the Sharks. There's a question mark apparently on Emma Tonegato. I didn't see the, oh. the Sharks game, but apparently it's it's saying she didn't finish the game um, in an injury cloud over her. Uh, they did win their first game, the Sharks. But I just think the uh, the Titans, uh, they're on a bit of a roll. Um, they've got some good players there. Uh, fullback, uh, Iviana Paletti. Um, Jamie Chapman's pretty handy. Bass, the wing, has uh, been around while well, doing good things. Um, Fui Mayono, uh, Talia, she didn't play last week. Uh, must no. have an injury. Um but yeah, I'm going to stick Titans. Uh, yeah. They've just got a few more players there that I'm familiar with that, that you know, decent quality. Yeah, and given the fact that they've um, kept that unbeaten record intact, that's got to go a long way to, um, yeah, long way to building their confidence. Uh, this next game with the Eels and Knights, this is probably my favourite kickoff time of all. I know there's some conjecture about what the best kickoff time is. 12.03 p.m. Um, that, that's got to take the biscuit. So for whatever reason, they're not kicking off at 12. It's got to be at 12.03. Of course, yeah. You know, you just you don't want to be playing right in the middle of the day. It's too hot. No. So no, no. 12.03. Um, yeah, another, another situation here where you've got um, the Eels yet to win a game. Knights have won one. Uh, they'll be looking to to bounce back, but we know the Knights. They've got some um, they've got some some really strong players. Um, you know the likes of Upton, um, Jesse Southwell. There's some, 
you know, Hannah Southwell, obviously. Yeah, back you know, from injury. Yep. Um, Clydesdale's there. So we've got some Caitlin players. Johnson, we used to know as a, yes. as a prop now playing in the yep. second. She's wearing 11 this week. So, um, Georgia Roche is uh, yep. through the English, uh, English girl um, who's come out to play here in, in the NRLW. Uh, Predabon and, and Romanek, very yeah, good. Predabon on the bench, bench. yeah. Pretty strong team. That, um, yeah, and you got to say that, you know, they've got a good mix. Like, they're forwards. Like, there's some, some talent in that forward pack. Um, yeah, like, from from what we've seen over previous years and the um, the quality of players there, the, the Knights here... Um, Tonight, so I'm expecting to have a pretty good show here. Yeah, I think I think they're winning pretty well. Um, Para, I think two losses. Yeah. Um, Dra- they're they're missing dragons and then tight ti- um, That first week they were, they were belted by the tigers once the tigers sorted out their yeah. attack. Yeah. Um, Elsie Albert listed at 22. She's the big off-season signing. Ah, yes. Um, so obviously they'd love to have her She's take good. the field, and um, uh, Rachel Pearson, another of the big signings, still hasn't appeared. I don't know the extent of her injury, but uh, um, yeah, she was again one of their one of their signings um, to to play halfback, but uh, not seen her. So well, I'm going to stick with, uh, I'm pretty confident, actually, the Knights mm. will win this one. Yeah, and then looking at the last game of the round, the, the Raiders hosting the Tigers. Um, it's the, the Tigers are really the surprise packet because they've won both of their games. They're on top of the ladder, and I don't think many people expected them to, to be in that position. The Raiders uh, won and won, so they last week... Um, beat the Roosters, beat the Roosters which Big is scalp. a massive scalp. So they'll have a lot of confidence. Um, big test for the Tigers and a chance for the Raiders to show that, yeah, they, they can continue to build after you know going down that first game against the Sharks. It's, it's sort of hard so far to get a, a form guide on these teams, isn't it? You know, to get a form line. Yes. But, um, Tigers... Yes, especially with... I mean, new teams obviously yeah. have, have new rosters, but even yep. the established teams, most of them, the, the rosters are quite different to what they were. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's going to take a few weeks just to see how things uh, are going. It's Obviously, we've got a couple of teams going well, two wins. Um, but the Tigers, yeah, they, they lead the comp. Um and uh, and that's uh, much to their credit and uh, to the credit of their coach uh, Noddy Kamali. Yep. So yeah, that's that's true. We you know we forget to mention that um, that he's involved with the um, with the side there. So uh, credit to him. And um, yeah, I mean this, this it's, it's a tough one. I don't know if our opinion means much. I'd just be going nope. off form. But um, yeah, this one this would be a good one to watch. When's this Sunday afternoon? Mm. What NRL, 145, what NRL games is this going up against? 
What's the two o'clock game? Para versus the Dragons. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, be a good one to flip between. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Because um. Yeah, because that's the other thing too. Pretty much every game, even if you got to flip to you know the other channel that your gem or whatever it is, um. All NRLW games are available on on free to air. Um, Live. They're also, yeah. So, you know, it's really good. It's just, you know, it's, um, as we said, a bit of a shame sometimes when you've got to choose between an NRL game and the NRLW, um, you know, particularly on that uh, Saturday afternoon. But um, you know, even tomorrow night, 5.40 on a Thursday, that might not be a good one. Come home from work and have it on the background while making dinner. That sounds like a good option, the Roosters-Dragons game. So uh, definitely plenty of footy happening. Um, oh, lots of footy, yeah. So much to talk about. Uh, yet again, you know, we've uh, we've managed to, to talk for almost two and a half hours about it. We love it, as you can hear, and we love having you on board. Um, like we said, just about every game this week has some sort of implication for the for the top eight or top four yeah, or it does in some so way and so forth so yeah. um definitely make sure you're supporting your team this week um good luck with your tips it's been hasn't been too bad it's been one of those ones where there's been a couple of games that might stuff everyone up but uh yeah, it's, there's, there's so much to, to keep an eye on, so much at play and um, so much up for grabs. And yeah, if, you, if, you, if this doesn't keep your interest, nothing will. So uh, enjoy the footy yeah. this weekend. The music's playing, so we must be at the end. <laughs> Thanks for listening, uh, people, and uh, we'll be back next week. Have a good weekend. We can keep going if you want. <laughs> I think they just switched off. <laughs> bye bye. Yeah.